minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Friday 
Erev Shabbos, and this is your Jewish <laughs> Moments in the Morning radio program. It's one of the only times that I feel I'm in competition with real competition. Usually, in any environment, when there are people around, when we're at an event, etc., I don't have trouble thinking and... Um, and uh, Concentrating? Well, concentrating on the fact that we are, you know, essentially still the main attraction. <laughs> right. When we come to NCSY Coel here in Beit Meir, and for some reason I feel like we are playing second fiddle, if you will, to all the th- other things that are happening here in the base medrash at uh, NCSY Coel, such as all the Torah study that's going on. Yeah, well, in... in to be honest, we should play second fiddle to the Torah study eh. that's going on. All right. So it takes time for me to get used to that. I hear How that. much time do we have? How long is a typical jam and program? Three hours. Okay. So I have some time to... Three dr- hours, one minute. Drift into that mentality. It may take me three hours, frankly. It's all good. It's Erev Shabbos Nachamu. Can you believe it? We've gotten to Shabbos Nachamu. When we were uh, in the midst of the nine days, we wondered, will all this finally come to an end? Will there be a time again when we can wash our clothes and eat meat? And drink wine and have a uh, quote-unquote normal day. Is that possible? And um, sure enough, you know what happened? Last Sunday was Tisha B'Av. And all of a sudden, things start transforming. And then we build up to Shabbos Nachamu. After all, it is Shabbos Nachamu that's the definitive definitive way of uh, getting back to normal. And Shabbos Nachamu starts tonight. It's Erev Shabbos Parshas Veschanan. Candle lighting in the New York area. After all, we are still a quote-unquote New York-centric global network, 756. Some of you oh boy. may not think that's a big deal. After all, 756 <laughs> Plenty is, rel- of time to make is relatively late. If one adds the 18 minutes, you get somewhere around, I don't know, 810, 8.15, and you have plenty of time. But, you know, on journeys sometimes, you, uh, you want to make sure that things land on time, that people reach your destination on time. So this Shabbos, even though normally during the summer, Candlelighting time is not a great concern of mine. Even if I'm working in the studio late, I still end up home two hours before Shabbos. Today, this week, I am going to pay careful attention and make sure that if my watch hits 7.56, and by any chance I'm not yet in the house, then i got to start worrying. Then you're in my house. (laughs) Then i got to start worrying. Anyway, Nachum Siegel, Miriam L. Wallach, we really are at NCSY Colo. I know that sounds strange. Because very, very few Bate Midrashot on the planet would allow us uh, to be in their base Medrash to do a show. But NCSY Kolel, uh, and I think this is fair to say, and we're not put, putting anybody else down, they, are the, they really are the centerpiece of what has become an explosive and dynamic NCSY summer program, overall program. Uh, and this is, the, you know, this is the piece de resistance in many ways, and you know, many would agree, because the bulk of the day is spent in Torah study. So we get to talk about NCSY summer programs tonight and Friday morning uh, with people who are representing those programs. We get to do that uh, at the place that really has become the, you know, the heart 100%. of the entire system, so to speak. By the way, speaking of the system, the leader of the system, um, uh, David Cutler is here. He leads all the NCSY summer programs. We had a chance to speak with him yesterday morning, of course. Why does he always look so calm? He's very calm. It's unbelievable. Well, Yom NCSY is over, so you know, must be a, that must be a calming effect. Right, but you still have 1,600 right. participants in various parts of the country, and you're the top dog. Right. The buck stops with you. you got to sort of wonder why the man is so calm. We'll have to get into that. Oh, bully me. He won't have an answer for us on that one, I don't think. He'll, he'll tell is us that he's, his general nature that yeah, he's he'll, just... He'll tell us he's not really that calm. 
Uh, but anyway, um, that's the uh, that's the uh, careful. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. We're just redecorating the base. We really, we really caused a. Uh, we are causing such trouble here in the base today. See, when we show up and we take over this little area of the base measures, you know, a lot of things have to be moved. A lot of things have to be. Uh, Correct. A, a it's our fault. Right. It's, it's an accommodation issue. Mm -hmm. So, you know, anyway. So they're wonderful, Rebeam here. Great students. Um, really uh, incredible kids all over North America. And we'll meet uh, some of them coming up. Also, this is the opportunity when we use every year. Last year we did it with Michlelet. Also, I would say a centerpiece to Nancy Swise summer programs. Last year we did it there. Uh, this year, uh, here at Colel, we're going to have a chance to meet some of the other leaders of different programs. TJJ is celebrating 20 years, which is pretty remarkable. Mm -hmm. This is something we spoke about last night. Really kicked off the tribute to TJJ during Yom NCSY. And the presentation that Rabbi Goldfisher received last night. That was pretty cool. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. So we'll get more information about that as well. Yeah, so we'll talk about that. And uh, I, I would assume he's joining us at some, at some point tonight. If not, then others from TJJ will. And um, We've already met a number of Colo participants here today. Yeah, there are some really nice young men that we know from our different neighborhoods, from our different schools that are uh, committed to you know, doing this for the summer, which is to be commended. Right. Uh, you know, we, last night, or I should say more accurately on the Thursday morning show, I went out of my way to commend those who are doing emergency medical work mm -hmm. in Israel during the summer program, some who are surfing during the summer program, <laughs> some who are doing internships during the summer program. In this case, the bulk of their day is being spent in Torah study, which is, of course, to be admired. But we should also just mention that we, yes, we are meeting people from different communities and there's a wide variety there are of communities that have participants representing. Right. Um, but what's also funny is just to show you how full, cir full circle things come at the Nahum Siegel Network, there are three Rothenberg grandchildren. Correct. Here. <laughs> it, here, at here. And it's just, it, it's, it's just great with the fact that, you know, Harry Rothenberg's vlog um, you know, we'll play today at one o'clock. So we have his partners in Torah, Dvar Torah, right. and we've spoken to so many members of the Rothenberg family who have all talked about their commitment to Torah and have spoken about how you know they, they they're there in case you need them. Right. Their their hearts are in the right place, etc. And here, it just you know they put their money where their mouth is in terms of you know making sure the next generation feels the way they do. There are three grandsons here. In Colwell. Yeah, which is very nice, and it's great to see them and to um, and to uh, just hear the news that they're here and right. the um, and, and others who are uh, who are here. You're familiar with one of these students here in Colwell. I am. Uh, the Rosazadas, as we said, who are here tonight and were with us yesterday at the Elman CSY. Uh, they have a, a wonderful son who's here, and um, you know I've had I've had children who have spent some time in NCSY Colwell over the years who are not here this summer. But we have met a lot of really, really wonderful students who are either uh, madrichim or are actual participants in the Colel program. So the noise that people hear in the background, I say noise in quotation marks. Yeah, I wonder if they can hear it. Maybe. Um, Maybe. I'm, I'm sure that they can hear some rumblings. Yeah. The base should not be a quiet place. Wow, listen to you. It's true. And I shouldn't where'd be the one making noise. Where'd you pick, <laughs> where'd you pick up that slogan? I'm just curious. Um... I, I, I'm going to say Rabbi Benevitz. I could see him saying that. Right. Rabbi, um, Rabbi Benevitz leads Kolo. We'll speak to him later. Yes. We'll speak to him twice, actually. Right. He'll, be, he'll be welcoming all of us here to uh, Beit Meir, and then he'll be closing the program as well. 
Um, we've had him on a number of times. He is a truly inspirational figure and uh, the right person leading this program. 100%. Been doing a great job for many, many years. Um, and we'll talk about all those years with him coming up. All right, uh, we'll head to some music. We uh, will remind this audience that it's a Friday morning jam then, which is always a vital program. And this one is going to concentrate on Torah. This one's going to concentrate on the centerpiece of the NCSY summer programs, and that is NCSY Colwell. Um, yep. and, and we'll have a chance to speak to uh, heads of other programs as well during this show. We also want to remind people that this program, along with all the other programs that were conducted this week in Israel, are all available on our archive if you missed any part of it. And, of course, you should be following us on social media. There is so much going on. And don't forget, Sunday, we are in Camp Hask for Experience <laughs> Day. So, yes, between now, Friday morning when you're listening to this program, and the next time you hear our voices, we will have, please God, made it back to New York <laughs> in time for Shabbos and Experience Day. Time for Shabbos Nachamu exactly. and has Experience Day. Exactly. We're looking forward to everything. We certainly are. All right. And if you have a shout-out specifically for Sunday for anybody at Hask Counselor or Camper, you can send it to us, nachamanachamsegal.com, and simply use the words Hask shout-out in the subject line. Mordechai Shapiro, he's next. We have a little bit of a subdued volume. Yes. Because we're in the base medrash at NCSY Colo. So this is don't not, want to disrupt this is, Torah this is not This is not your radio team uh, at, as the result of exhaustion from no. this week. We don't, we don't ever let that stop us. We would normally be at regular volume and regular level, but we are a little bit more toned down because we are literally in a corner of the base medrash of NCSY Colo on a Friday morning, Erev Shabbos Nachamu at JM in the AM.
so strange The world seemed changed He suddenly couldn't control it Now he knew He'd missed the clue He had to think back and retrieve it Search and find a peace of mind That comes to a heart that's believing That comes to a heart that's believing
Good morning, everybody. It's Friday. Uh, we are broadcasting from Beit Meir, where we're doing a, uh, a visit to the NTSY Kolel here in Beit Meir. Uh, we are paying tribute to 19 NTSY programs with over 1,600 kids in Israel for the summer. In Israel is a little bit of a stretch because some of them, of course, there's a small percentage that's not in Israel but in, involved in programs in other places. And um, as we said last night, that number has already swelled to 21 programs for next summer, and who knows, there may be a 22nd as they consider more and more programs uh, for NCSY next year. Last night, or I should say during Thursday morning's broadcast, you heard our, uh, our effort, uh, our attempt to broadcast from Yom NCSY. <laughs> that, that was a yeoman's effort, right? Yeah. To, to broadcast from Yom NCSY. It's loud, it's, it's festive. It's, it's a boisterous. big celebration. It is boisterous and a big celebration. And uh, we were able to persevere. Uh, make it through to three hours and really give everybody a taste of what it's like to have every NCSY that's in Israel together in one place, in this week's case, Latrun. Nachum, do you think that um, David Cutler is going to be sending us to Thailand oh, that's to right. do a that show from the, there? I'm glad you remembered because I had forgotten that that's one of the programs he announced last night. Is that actually going to go to Thailand first and then right. end up in Israel? Which Maybe we should follow them. That's adventurous and that's different. Yoni's into it. <laughs> and yeah, it's different and adventurous. Um, and I don't know, I don't know, I, I, I always marvel at how these programs that start in places like Poland and then Italy, and they have one that starts in, what, what else did we discover last night? There was one that starts in Italy, Poland we know about, and there was one that started in Amsterdam. Right. They all end up in Israel, but the, the, uh, the young, youngsters are so excited about the first component, about the first half of it. And... Well, I think we should offer to go to Thailand and do what we need to for the community. Of we Thailand? Yeah, no, no, no. Of the greater NCSY. I think we should bring it up with David. All right. All right. I'll bring it up with David. <laughs> I'll bring it up. I will bring it up with David. JM in the AM with candlelighting at 756 on this Arab Shabbos. Rabbi Moshe Benevitz is feeling the excitement of Shabbos Nachamu. It's in the air, you know, on... Uh, on Sunday, they observe Tisha B'Av like the rest of us here in Israel. On Sunday, they spend a good deal of time at the Kotel. Where else 
would be a better place to spend part of Tisha B'av than at the Kotel, right next to Harabayit on Tisha B'av. And then all of a sudden, the mood changes. All of a sudden, they start building up to this incredible Shabbos Nachamu, Erev Shabbos Nachamu, already here on a Thursday night in the base Medrash. And I would bet Shabbos is going to be amazing. Rabbi Moshe Benevitz, welcome back to JM in the AM. Welcome back to Beit Meir. I appreciate that. Exciting to be together again. In your capacity as the leader of NCSY Kolel, now in your what year? This is my 26th summer here. And it's significant for us because 26 years ago, there were how many students here in NCSY Kolel? About 36 or so. That was it. Yeah. That was yeah. it. Was it here? No. And it rot until about 2000. And uh, all of a sudden, or I shouldn't say all of a sudden, but after a lot of hard work and a tremendous amount of influence from your Madrichim, your advisors who are here for the summer each and every year, all of a sudden you're at 200-some? What would be the well, number? Well, it's certainly not all of a sudden, but we have 280 right. boys here learning for the summer. That's our high school boys. Right. Uh, we have a staff of about another 90. That's not including our families. We're serving uh, three meals a day to our entire program. That's upwards of 430 people here. Pretty significant. It's pretty significant. Now that we're after Tisha B'Av, there are those who say that we are one of the biggest uh, active Bate Medrash in the world uh, right That's now. Right. Filled with NCS wires. Uh, so we have a lot on our shoulders, but they're pretty broad shoulders, thank God. I am so glad you brought this up. I want to explain this to our audience. On Tisha B'Av, traditionally, that would be the last day that, that uh, uh, students that spend their day uh, studying Talmud and other Jewish sources, that's traditionally the day that they start their summer break. And that Correct. goes usually till Rosh Chodesh Elul. In fact, it's funny because today, when we were Thursday, depending on how you look at this broadcast, when we were at the Barkan Winery, they actually mentioned to us that 80 or 90 students of the Mir Yeshiva right. were there as part of their break. summer vacation sure. break, etc. So you guys, and I never thought of this before, but again, I'm glad you brought it up. You guys are, are active and strong, and some might say you're at the peak of your season you bet. Uh, in terms of Torah study. And, and the majority, is that fair to say? The majority of the Torah world is on some type of break. break correct, and that's just when we get started. This new beautiful base Medrash hosts 400 seats uh, plus, uh, and they are they are filled throughout the day uh, with uh, the sounds of boys learning as we so hear in the background right now. Traditionally, outside of you know kolels that we're familiar with in the camps that attract the yeshiva league, let's put it that way. Outside of those programs, it is rare that Shabbos Nachamu is a big deal in a base medrash. It's rare That's that correct. this is a That's correct. You know, this is a really big thing. Interesting. So here we are now on Thursday night, where I know it's going to be very exciting here um, a little later on. Now it's only, quote-unquote, the excitement of Torah study going on. Uh, but tell me what Shabbos is going to be like. Tell me what it's going to be like here. Well, we're going to pack up en masse as soon as we finish this extraordinary night, which, like you said, is going to have uh, quite a few elements to it. We have the great learning going on right now, and we'll see a little bit of the NCSY spirit and energy a little bit later tonight. Not only do we have that crowd of about 400, but we're hosting tonight three of our TJJ buses, the boys from uh, the uh, Central East TJJ bus, from the West Coast TJJ bus, and from the New Jersey TJJ bus and are joining us. And these students know they're coming, right? Are they here already? Oh, they're already And they're all interacting with each other, learning together in the base matters. We'll be singing and dancing together a little bit more and getting ready for Shabbos. Shabbos doesn't happen just by itself all of a sudden either. As you mentioned, Shabbos Nachamu for us started just at the end of Tisha B'Av when we got up at the Kotel Plaza and began to sing Nachamu, Nachamu. We heard it Yom Etsy last night, Shlomo and Eitan Katzlin. What a high like that was because it was happening in an action. It wasn't something that was being forced or contrived. You were seeing it in front of your eyes. There was a nechama. There was a consolation 
from the fact that the Jewish people are rising again in front of our very eyes here in this base Medrash, here in the beautiful land of Israel, and they're doing it in the best possible way. And we're going to pack all of that up en masse, about nine buses, and head to the holy city of Tzfat, uh, where we have essentially taken over the city of Tzfat. Okay, i got to stop you. There are too many things I have to yeah. ask you about now. One second. You'll be in Tzfat for Shabbos. We'll we we know Shabbos. how inspirational that can be. And good luck to anybody else trying to get to Tzfat for Shabbos. Because there are not that many hotel beds that are left. You're going to take done. over the whole city. That's right. Okay, so point number one. Frustrated parents who plan to be in Israel for Shabbos Nachamu have to get used to the fact that you never will allow Nachamu to be an off Shabbos. It's just too oh, important. No, to these no, boys. no. That's correct. Because so, a lot of other instances, why oh, programs yeah. have an off Shabbos? Nachamu, Nachamu is, is again because it's so connected right. to what we're doing. To, secondly, to lose that opportunity would be terrible. Secondly, the students that walked in tonight, three busloads. I'm assuming it's about a hundred right. kids. Yeah. To study Torah from TJJ to study Torah with the NCSY Kolel boys. Uh, I would assume that they that they have only on rare occasions walked into a base medrash previously. That's correct. Right? And they come in here, and they have a I don't know what word to use a desire a an adventurous tone to them or, or attitude. Sure. What, what I mean it, this is going to work tonight. This is yeah. not going to be trying to convince no. public school kids to do anything. This is going to be you know and this is going to be a. Um, a desire on their part to be integrated into this program. We're going to win them over right away from the get-go, from the first time they walk in because of two things. And it's actually the two things. It's not limited to their experience. This is how we grew from 36 to 280 over time. They're going to notice two things. The first thing they're going to notice is that the boys who are sitting and learning are just like them. They're wearing the same T-shirts and they're wearing the same pants. They root for the same sports teams and they care about the same things. They are, for lack of a better word, normal. Right. And they're going to see these are not people with horns and they're not people from a different <laughs> planet. They're not people with a radically different set of interests or anything else like that. They're just like them. And if they're doing it, it becomes so inviting and so attractive. What becomes even more inviting and attractive is that the first thing they will notice after a long day that we've had here, after in an absolutely exhausting week, it's an exhilarating week, they're going to notice that everyone's smiling. Right. And people are drawn to smiles. Everybody wants to be in a place where people are happy and enjoying themselves. They see that and, and they just want to be a part of it because who wouldn't want to be a part and of it? And one of the things we keep emphasizing, I'm sure this will come up multiple times because it did during the OMNCSY show, is the number of TJJers who decide to come to Kolo. That's correct. In fact, you actually had, I remind our listeners, a celebration of Hanachat Tfilin That's right. for those who are real teenagers already. So this was really one of the highlights of our summer, and, and many argued it was the highlights of maybe decades of summers. Uh, in this space, Madrash, just about two and a half weeks ago, uh, we discovered as part of our Mechina program, who I know you'll be meeting together with their incredible director, Rabbi Derek Gorman, who's yeah. also our West Coast Regional Director for NCSY during the year, uh, we, uh, we didn't take a lot to discover. There were a couple of our boys who were lending tefillin every day to a couple of these Mechina boys. The Mechina program is our preparatory program for boys who come from a little bit of a less strong background. And, uh, and this is their first experience. Many of them are alumni of the TJJ programs, joining the base manager for the first time. Two of them didn't have a pair of tefillin. One of our advisors arranged for them to get donated a pair of tefillin for themselves, and we were going to celebrate that like nothing else. In fact, we asked Rav Shechter the yeah. question. Rav Shechter was in our base medrash. Uh, he just left the other day. He's been here for the first three weeks of the program. We asked Rav Shechter that if we were going to have a, a this was during the nine days, if we were going to have singing and dancing, do we need to add another seam? He said, you don't need to add anything. What simcha could be greater and what greater justification 
than these boys celebrating the mitzvah of tefillin. I told all of the 280 boys, not just the handful who are on the Mechina program, I told all of the boys that this is everybody's Hanachas tefillin. That everybody, whether you're putting them on for the first time or you're putting them on for the hundredth time, we're all going to do it like it's the first time and we're all going to celebrate how lucky we are. They sang in the base Medrash after these boys spoke in the base Medrash about what it meant to them to put on tefillin. Our base Medrash almost 400 strong for about 20 minutes after Shacharis. Breakfast waiting, nobody cared. Ashrenu matov chelkenu. How lucky and fortunate we are. Boys from DRS and from MTA. Boys from strong backgrounds and weak backgrounds. Boys from the Mechina, arm in arm with the other boys from, uh, from the rest of the country. All together celebrating the fact that they're able to be in this land, in this environment, doing mitzvot together. Rav Shechter was bawling. He was so like a proud grandfather in the front of the base measures, clapping and singing along. It was uh, it was absolutely extraordinary. Uh, two West Coasters. They were both in the West Coast. Both from Houston, actually. Both from Houston, Texas? Yes, yes Houston, Texas. Um, so now, if there is such a thing as a Kolel questionnaire, especially for Machina, do you own Tfilin will be one of those you questions. You know what? We now. know that we could take care of it if they don't. So uh, it's. Uh, I would actually be hesitant to put anything that could you don't want it to be Good a bar point. of entry make Good them feel point. bad about it all Good point. we'll figure it out and we'll deal with it when they get there but it's meaning what i mean what i mean to say is we'll that find now out. this is something that we'll, yes. you will be aware yes, of yes and yes and if we could do it again we certainly will because again it's it's not about the gift of the tefillin it's about the celebration which is so relevant to everybody and like i said there there are no competing for sure there are no different dynamics uh, at all that are taking place here. It's the same dynamic that's working for, even for our staff, for our Abayim, for our Rashi Yeshiva. It's just, it's just happiness, enjoyment, and great energy. You hear what's going on behind you. This I is, this is 8.30 at night. These boys were playing ball all day in the hot sun. They had a mini teal today. They were learning in the morning. They were learning in the afternoon. And they're just back for more. They're going to blow the roof off this place tonight. And uh, the last you know, person the will walk out of here about what time? Oh, tonight? I have no idea. I mean, long after... Uh, long after midnight? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thursday nights here are just uh, just incredible. Uh, you brought up another point that I, I must speak to you about, and that is your incredible staff. And I know the Madrichim, and we've, we've made this point now so many times during the OMNCSY show and tonight. Um, the staff in general is to be admired, and believe me, whoever finds them, they're finding tremendous talent. But you have a unique situation here, unlike the other NCSY programs at least as far as I know, and that is these Rabbeim. These are people who are, in addition to Rav Shechter, who can only spend a certain amount of time right. here, you have certain Rabbeim who are here all summer, who are here for the entire length well, of the we program. Have, we have great interaction and support. It's not just support. It's, it's the leadership in the truest sense of the word from a, a, a group of Rashi Yeshiva. Rav Shechter is here for three weeks. Rav Tversky was here for three weeks as well. Rabbi Sabolovsky is here for all six weeks with us. Rav Jonas and Sachs will be joining us for almost a full week next week and being interacting with all levels of our staff. And that, that's, the, that's the top of the pyramid. And they provide direction and inspiration to the entire staff, to all the NCS wires. We have a group of professional rabbeim, many of whom are here in the greatest of yeshivas in, in Eretz Yisrael, Rashi yeshivas themselves, and uh, the most talented rabbeim. Right now, just across on this campus right now, we have Rav Mordechai Berg and Rav Moshe Tarragon, uh, Rav Jesse Horn giving shiurim, and they're giving some of the most popular, well-attended shiurim on the internet, YU Torah, all over OU.org, you name it, and, uh, and they're coming here every day and interacting with the high school boys. Rav Mordechai Berg is giving a shiur to 67 NCS wires. It's self-select. They all choose the shear they want to go to. There are 67 NCS wires in a room right now. And he gives an optional shear after Marv that will have more than that number of 67. You'll be able to watch that 
uh, later on tonight. So the group of Rabbeim are absolutely incredible that we have here, uh, and, uh, and it has a great impact. But, but you can't gloss over those advisors that you mentioned. Those advisors are the key to all of it because of the relatability, because of the role modeling, because of what they represent to the group that we have here on such a strong level. Did the first year of Kolel have rabbis? Do they have uh, an addition? It, that is such a great question. The common denominator in all the summers and all their history is the advisors and the madrichem. Everything else gets maneuvered and changed and sometimes more and sometimes less. We didn't start with the Rashi Yeshiva until the late 90s. Oh, and wow. we were six, seven years. Now I'm really glad I asked. Rav Lichtenstein visited uh, Zatzal. That was always so meaningful. We had opportunities to meet with Rav Nassim Tzvi Finkel Zatzal and uh, many, many others, great, great luminaries. But as far as an active presence all the time, that didn't start until seven or eight years into the program, actually with Rav Shechter. And the Rabbeim also. Listen, I can't say they've come and gone. We've always oh, had professional shiurim and Rabbeim giving instruction to the program, but the heart of the program has always been our our madrigal. Is Rabbi Kamenetsky joining you this summer? Rabbi Kamenetsky is here. Yeah, I got to make, sure, make sure to see him. Uh, we'll certainly bring <laughs> him over. I I uh, uh, I. Oh, by the way, one of the you know, it's funny that rabbis because who would believe this in the Jewish community? It's funny that rabbis are an attraction. And what do I mean? I know this from our own family's experience. During the year, there are people in the yeshiva high schools reminding the students that if they come to NCSY Kolel, they get to spend the summer with, right. and they will fill in the name of a rabbi. Sure. And you know that that's not always common no, when it comes to high school. No, it's one here. of the great things that we can introduce. Look, we, we want our, our boys to understand a couple of things that they, they don't always understand in our community. One, I think, pertains to the land of Israel, how welcome and inviting and how big a part this can play, this area, this land, and, and how much a part it is of their lives in a real meaningful way. And one of them is the world of Torah. And that means it's luminaries and it's leaders that there is relevance of these personalities and people. They're not faces on a wall. And the truth is, for many of our teens, they're, they're not even faces on the right. wall. And, uh, and now they're so much more than that. Now they have uh, an opportunity to interact with them, to learn with them, even if it's just to witness them and to see them. It's, it's absolutely remarkable. Who's the veteran here this year? Who's here for their fourth or fifth summer? Anybody? We have quite a few. Really? Uh, quite a few. I'm not yeah. even referring to Madrichim. I'm saying are there students who are here like since students. ninth grade till they graduate? Yeah, like? so that wouldn't be four or five. Right. We, have, uh, we have one or two that are, that are who've been filling here, that uh, role. Yeah, correct. The veterans correct. on campus, huh? Yeah. Pretty amazing. And here we are in Beit Meir, and uh, I know that you constantly have to expand. That's right. Which must be a challenge each and every time. It is. I mean, you mentioned earlier about the, uh, you know, not, not being able to house everybody in spot and, you know, how right. difficult it is to do that. You have the same exact problem here. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so That's correct. It's not just Shabbos Nacham. Uh, you, no, no one will find any empty beds in Moshav Beit Meir. If they exist, uh, if, it's got, uh, if it's got a mattress, we found it already, and we're utilizing it. But we've been able to make a lot of great, uh, great improvements here. Like I said, you see this beautiful base medrash is, yeah. uh, is really remarkable, uh, and uh, and, it, and it holds 400 people comfortably. It is pretty amazing, I'll tell you. Uh, what happens over Shabbos uh, once Shabbos ends? Is there a big program? Let's say Shabbos Nachamu. Simply Tzvat will be playing an amazing concert. Holy cow, give that. them my best regards. I certainly will. Oh, my uh, gosh, they're amazing. Be, uh, yeah, it's going to be will tremendous. Will the kids get a chance to meet them? to sure, interact? Oh, my gosh, because their stories absolutely. are... Yeah. They have very interesting backgrounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's going to be amazing. And we're meeting personalities like them all throughout Shabbos. We'll be having our Shabbos Nachamut Tish in the main Bressel of Base Medrash over there. We take that over. They love to have us there. Uh, last time we were in Svat, which was two years ago, was one of the real remarkable highlights of the summer. 
whole thing is just incredible. I could speak to you about this for the next three hours. Our Moshe Benevitz leads NCSY Colel. By the way, um, and I don't know if this is, uh, because I know that later you're going to join me again, but believe me, I'll have more <coughs> to speak to you about. But I'd love your perspective on this. It's one of the things that I spoke about at length during our Yom NCSY show yesterday. We were there, and you were there, in April at this leadership staff training staff weekend. training that's weekend. right okay. formal training you know and again as i've said a thousand times this week not at all minimizing the efforts of those who did ncsy in the 70s right. 80s 90s right. but now these formal programs degree like seminars in my opinion right that you train the staff is remarkable and in, and what was my impression of that shabbos and I'm, I'm as cynical as anybody when it comes to jewish leadership believe me under that roof was such an incredible collection of talent, such an amazing collection of talent that you sure. you get to see and you know interview and bring in and, and offer jobs to, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And it seems with this unbelievable expansion, another two programs announced last night, that you know one might be afraid when leading this organization. And I know you're very close to David Cutler, so you can answer this question. You know, one might be afraid, aren't we going to run out of quality staff? Because that's usually the biggest right. hurdle when it comes right. to growth in something like this, especially fast growth. Why is it not affecting the organization? You're, you're looking at the answer. You're looking at the answer. The boys that are sitting in this base matters right now who are having their entry-level experience to that entire world that I mentioned, who are being exposed to so many of the great leaders on all levels, great leaders who are a year or two, ahead of them, great leaders who are a few decades ahead of them. They're being exposed right now, and they will be the advisors of tomorrow. And there's and a whole bunch of them. And they numbers, and there are a whole <laughs> bunch of them. That's exactly there's right. There's a big lot of them to that choose from. That is exactly from, right. Which is amazing. You turn away a lot of staff because uh, you just Listen, it's a very, very popular program. Right. Uh, and again, we have a lot of opportunity. You turn but away a lot of students. We try to accommodate as many as we can. We did not get all of the ones who applied, uh, but uh, we're always working on it. We're always working on it. It must be so difficult for some of those kids. But the truth is, even if you would expand, add another 100 spaces, you know what would happen. Yeah. You'd need yeah. 200 more. And it's, yeah, you know, yeah. But uh, that's, sign that's what we're trying to do. Greatest sign of success. Uh, the noise in the background is the base medrash, NCSY, Colel, and Roy Benevitz has... Gifts. I has always have gifts. You, you need to be here because the sports program is such a big part of what we're doing over here. And uh, we gave you the jersey last time. This All is right. the official... It's hanging in the studio, the jersey. Well, see, you got to get a new one now. This is the official NCSY, Colel, 2018 jersey. We've got it with, uh, with your name this time. <laughs> And it's ready to go. I and, don't think uh, the name is large enough, Rabbi. Well, it's all right there. Uh, and you have some competition this time also because uh, we've got a uh, we've got a Wallach as well over there. Very appropriate and, uh, because I defeat her in every one-on-one. So very well, there appropriate. There you go. There you <laughs> go. You. They are reversible. So if you want to play on different teams, you're able to do it very, very easily also. I will see you later. Thank you, Rabbi. I'm looking forward it, to I'm it. I'm telling you, I could do a three-hour interview with you. I'm not kidding Thank you. Uh, thanks for coming. I, I, it's a pleasure to be here. We look forward to what's going to be an amazing night here tonight. Thank you so much. Friday morning broadcast. It's JM and the M. Erev Shabbos Nachamu. Could you imagine? And we are at NCSY Kolel for Erev Shabbos Nachamu with a reminder for our New York listeners that candle lighting time is at 7.56 on this Erev Shabbos Parshas V'Eschanan. Erev Shabbos Nachamu again 7.56 and we encourage everybody out there to continue to listen because we have amazing Jewish leaders who are going to join us all through this program uh, in order to uh, highlight some of the amazing and incredible work of NCSY's summer programs. Malcolm Honline will rejoin us next week for our weekly update, so make sure to be tuned in. He will rejoin us next week um, 
uh, after we get back to our uh, New York City studios. Some Kaliners next. Plenty more coming up. We're at NCSY Coel at JM in the AM.
A.M. You heard Charles Shellis in there. You heard Sim Chaliner in there. And now you're hearing me, Nachum Siegel and Miriam L. Wallach at NCSY Colo on a Friday morning broadcast. Erev Shabbos Nachamu. Here we are in one of the places that is really, really hopping on this Erev Shabbos Nachamu. You noticed that I enjoyed my conversation with Rabbi Benevitz. You noticed. I never said to you, uh, you have to end your conversation I with really, Rabbi Benevitz. I could have gone further, but I know he's coming back and... And it's a three-hour show, and yeah, there are other people we have to get in. But the truth is, a three-hour conversation with him wouldn't be a bad idea. But anyway. Uh, for another day. He brought up this topic that I don't think we've ever addressed before. 
and that was that the majority of yeshivas in the world are closed this week. Right, they close right. after Tisha B'Av, right? And they here at NCSY Call are at the peak of their season, which is mm. interesting. I never, I never thought of that. I found it very interesting. The the dichotomy right. of these uh, summer programs that have a a kolel or learning program that continue even after Tisha B'Av. So we, yet another reason to be proud. No, and he all agreed, but he also discussed the fact that, and you both discussed how this program is an incubator, and so many NCSY oh, right. programs are an incubator for the future of Jewish leadership. Whether it's from the NCSY Cole angle, or the Give angle, or TJJ, we're going to see great things, both from the Madrichim and the trip leaders, but also from the participants. These, yeah. these you and I know the power of camping. Yep. And, I mean, I, I don't want to lump this in with camp, but right, this but is camp. This is sort of like uh, camp on steroids. Exactly. Oh, ca- yes, because, okay. Because you have the Israel element, the Correct. Tiul, Tiulim, the learning, and everything is so... And there's no visiting day. <laughs> and there's <laughs> no this. And you the know. days and nights are filled. Correct. It's, it, and it's because it's insulated, there is, they, there is that kind of greater intensity. No question about it. And, yes, and then Avirat Haaretz certainly helps as well. I'm not going to knock that. You have kids, you have participants, you have campers, you have teens here who are going to take this experience and it's going to stay with them the rest of their lives. Uh, by the way, this is a good time to remind everybody that um, these summer programs have a website. Mm-hmm. There's information available. Believe it or not, uh, David Cutler mentioned that registration opens, what did he say? Did tomorrow. He, did he say no, tomorrow? He said no, something? No, no, no. Tomorrow shop I'm messing. Pre-registration. Oh, pre-registration, right. Now, today, right, yeah, on, on Thursday night, Friday morning of Erev Shabbos Nachamu, pre-registration is open, and that's for every program, right, for every NCSY program. They, Amy is already exhausted. They, they could have a large percentage of slots filled just from pre-registration. Wow, it's unbelievable. Cool. And, of course, we'd like to thank Amy Moskov, who's been tremendous. I would applaud quietly because it's a base message after all. We don't want to disrupt the I do want to point that to our uh, sports editor. Excuse me, that would be improper because Elliot's our sports editor but one of our sports contributors. Commentators? uh, Commentators. Talking um, head. uh, Yoni Pollock that there is a gentleman in the base medrash here right now wearing a Darnold jet jersey. I don't even know what those words mean. It means that this new quarterback who's about to begin his career with the Jets already has a following here at Colo. What do you you think of that? Hello, that's because we have Jewish leaders here. The next generation of leadership knows to stay on top of things. Exactly. Even though we don't have any connectivity whatsoever and have no cell service, it seems people do know what's going on in the outside world. No question about it. Well, but the point is, Roy Benevitz mentioned, that the TJJers come here and they see kids who have the same interests that they have and root for the same teams, etc. So, hey, you got people ready to wear the jersey of those who are uh, brand new players in the NFL. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com on the NachumSiegel Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app, and uh, we are at NCSY Colel. We're talking about the NCSY summer programs. Candle lighting in the New York area, 7.56 on this Arab Shabbos Parshas Veschanon. And um, Colel leaves tomorrow for an amazing and incredible journey for Shabbos Nachamu to Tzvat, where they're going to meet up with our friends from Simply Tzvat and a whole bunch of other interesting people up there. Our Derek Gorman is with us, director of the Machina program for both Colel and Michlelet. 
I have a feeling I'm going to uh, be a very big fan of Rabbi Gorman after this conversation. A pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. Thank you so much for having me. You it. know, your programs are among the most talked about this summer of 2018. You know that, right? I have, thank God, heard a lot of, uh, a lot of feedback. A lot of people are talking, and there's, there's, there are a lot of exciting things to talk about. The Mechina program, to put it simply, well, the truth is you could probably describe it better than I can, uh, but, but Kolel and Michlelet have opened themselves up to those with limited background. Would that be a, a good way of saying it? That's correct. The same way that any boy with whatever background, we have different levels of sheer. Um, so we've also s created a sheer for boys with, uh, with, without a day school background. Yeah, the danger is that now this is going to start swelling in numbers. And the request to be part of the Mechina program, because already you're what, in Kolo, you're 10, 11 kids already, if I'm not Correct, right? correct. I I'm, not sure, I'm not sure what the danger is. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean, though. <laughs> I do. I it, welcome the challenge. Same, it's a great challenge. Same type of numbers in Michlelet? Is it the same? Michlelet uh, has 14 girls this summer. More than Kolo. Correct. So I'll ask you the obvious question. We, we've, we've, over the years, explored and sort of come to a conclusion about what attracts public school youth to TJJ, but now taking it a step further, why would someone with a public school background want to spend their time this summer in an environment like Kolo Mifluent? It's a great question. I would say part of it has to do with the success of TJJ. About half of the boys in my shear were in TJJ last year or the previous, um, and th there was something not only about the experience, the fun that they were having, but also the learning. Something, it, it itched something. Because on TJJ, they will learn a minimum of how much? Like, what do they... Uh, Around an hour a day. They have nice. chaburas in the morning. Know, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, they have tefillah chaburas in the morning, and, and there, there is davening regularly. Um, and then each evening, there's a learning program of, of sorts, usually um, more along the lines of an experiential type of learning, but there, there is text to ground everything that happens on TJJ. Interesting. They come here. We know, or at least we know what it sounds like to us and to the listeners about the intensity of the Torah study here. How intense is it for them here in Kolo? It's... There's nothing different. Really? Same schedule? Same schedule. It, it's not that there's there's this different track with different boys and everything is totally separate. They would separate. have the same rebeam. Same rebeam, same, same schedule, same tiulim, same dorms, same meals. Everything's all together. It's just a matter of another layer of, uh, of the learning. And many of them coming out of 10th grade, same as the Kolol general? Coming out of 10th, 10th and 11th. What are they doing when they start 11th grade? Are they are they're back in what type of environment afterwards? In public school. Back in their public school environment. And, and, and these kids ask them, how did you spend your summer? Correct. The friends that they have on the soccer team. And, and they will say, how did you spend your summer? And what might be their answer? They will tell them we were on the Machina program at NCSY Colwell. We were maximizing <laughs> our experience <laughs> to, to tap into uh, Rabbi to Gorman, do you recommend selves? to them to tell everybody that they were in the Machina program at NCSY Colwell? Sure, it's that they're having a great time in the summer, experiencing their heritage from an authentic source um, to really and, and developing their tool belt to be able to then further their, their experiences within, within Jewish learning. All right, Derek Gorman is with us, director of the Machina program, Kolel and Michlelet. You're based during the year where? In Los Angeles. And that, be, uh, and that uh, serving as in an NCSY capacity? Correct. I'm the regional director for West Coast NCSY. Oh, so you know Akiva Naiman. Of course. <laughs> it, of always, course. it always comes back to Akiva. Of course. When Hi, Akiva. When you're dealing with the Siegel family. And when you, so when you say your students, you're talking about West Coasters. Yes, and. Because? Because the, the Mechina program is a national-based program. No, what I mean when you say your students during the year, you're talking about those who you've met and that you've encouraged Correct. to come here from the West Coast. Correct. Pretty remarkable. Uh, now, Rabbi Gorman, 
standing between the two of us, uh, you're going to help me with this. One gentleman is from Cleveland, Ohio. His name is Isaac Weiss. I'm assuming you're familiar with him. I am. Which one is he? That's me. Right here. Okay, Mr. Weiss, a pleasure. And Andy, name it, is it? Name it is their last name? Yes. From Agora Hills, California. Andy, I'm going to put you on the spot first. All when right. you When you go back to school in September and they approach you, your classmates, and ask, how did you spend your summer? What is going to be your answer? Uh, well, first off, I think I'm going to be telling them that I had the best summer ever, the motto of the entire camp, and, uh, so, and that I learned more than I ever thought I would in my entire life, uh, learning Torah, Talmud, Gemara, and uh, it's just such an invigorating experience learning Judaism in a way I never thought possible before. Do your parents know where you are for the summer? Of course. <laughs> I know, I'm kidding around. <laughs> what did they say when they wished you bon voyage? Uh, they said to learn and expand my mind uh, th the best way I knew possible and come back knowing more than I knew before. Have you spent time in Israel before this summer? Uh, yeah, back in December I was visiting family uh, with my parents actually. We have uh, uh, my great aunt lives in Jerusalem and we have a couple cousins living up in Netanya and Carmel. Nonetheless, I'm sure this Israel experience is much different than that. Of course, of course. And we have here, as I said, Isaac Weiss of Cleveland, Ohio. Yes. How, how do you spend your time in Cleveland during the school year? Uh, during the school year, I'm on my, uh, my school's tennis team. Uh, in the spring, and then during the fall, I'm involved in a few clubs, which is student council. And your teammates, again, might ask you, hey, Isaac, what were you doing this summer, you know, before before you reunite with them? And your answer yeah. will be? Uh, well, I went on TJJ last year, the NTSY program, so I'm a little more familiar with these questions. Because <laughs> I, well, I, I, I wore Keeper this past year, which was a new thing for me, so, so everybody. Thank you. So Rabbi Gorman, do you recommend that, Rabbi Gorman, or it's up to the students to decide what to do? It's up to them to decide what to do. That's a pretty big move, it's right? It's a big move. It's a big move. So um, when a lot of people would ask me, and, and what I'm planning on telling them is that I, I returned to Israel for a second summer in a row, and this time just for a more religious program, and hopefully if they ask me what I learned, then I can share with them a few ideas. And have you been in touch with your parents over the summer? Every few days, I think that they would like me to text a little bit more and maybe send a few <laughs> pictures, but we're not, we're not out, out and about as much and as And is before. your excitement about this program evident in your, in your communication with your parents? I do include a few exclamation points once in a while, so yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'm bowled over. I'm literally, I, it's just, it's unbelievable. The whole thing, and uh, you said there were 10 or 11? 11? There were 11 in my shoe. Uh, are they, would they all be like this if I lined them up and asked them the same questions? I would hope so. Well, what do you think? You, so. You've been in conversation with them this summer. Yeah, thank God. Everyone's having a great time. Everyone's learning Cleveland, at their pace. Cleveland, California. Give me a couple others. New Jersey, Texas. You got Texas. Las Vegas. All over. All and over. All New of York. Them, and all of them are public school based during Correct. the year. Every one of them. Correct. Any of them standing here now or... Uh, yeah, what city? No, he's not in a oh, no. shear. Anybody around here? They're in their own no, shear room. They're learning right yeah, now. Exactly. They're learning. Yeah, I need to do a show, and they're busy studying Torah. I mean, come <laughs> on, guys. <laughs> you know, for the good of the program, pull these guys out. Let me speak to them. Anyway, Isaac Weiss, Cleveland, Ohio, Kola Kavod. I am, I am honored to meet you. It's, it's really you. amazing. Uh, are you already starting to think about next summer? I am. I'm thinking about possibly Shana Bet for Kolel. Um, but 
Of course, I have to talk to the parents first. <laughs> right. Well, we got time for that, but a lot of these people like to sow these seeds early. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. You know, start getting them into it the moment you get off the plane. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, Andy Naiman of Agora Hills, California. Kalakavo to you. What a pleasure to meet you as well. Thank you. Thank and great success to you, both during the summer and during the school year. Thank you. Rabbi Gorman, you get to hang out with people like this all year round, huh? I'm very blessed. Very blessed. Very thankful. Do you get my uh, speechlessness? Because I know that I'm encouraged to continue broadcasting, but this is really a... I know, but this is really a... It's an emotional experience. You're welcome to visit Shear. You're welcome to, to visit our Shear and see what goes on in the classroom. Yeah. We'd love to have you. It's amazing, huh? It is absolutely amazing. Rabbi Derek Gorman is director of the Mechina program for both Kolo and Michlela. We should point out that if one would visit Michlela tonight... Same thing, 14 girls in that case from different cities in the United States. Again, public school-based, all making commitments to the summer of Torah and answering the same questions that these two are when they get back to school in September. That's correct. Unbelievable. Thank you so much. Thank you. An absolute delight. Rabbi Derek Gorman, Machina Program, a big success here in Kolel and Michlelet. Boy, talk about being proud of what they do here in, uh, at the NCSY summer programs. Simply amazing. Uh, going to another guest or to our, uh, we're going to go here. Uh, more coming up with a reminder that we're at Erev Shabbos Nachamu on a Friday morning broadcast. We're in Israel on this unique and very, very interesting um, evening on Erev Shabbos Nachamu that we're broadcasting Friday morning from NCSY Kolel in Beit Meir. I want to thank all of the uh, parents that have been in touch with us with their NCSY shout-outs, which we did last night, of course, at Yom NCSY. Meanwhile, we have more coming up with Yehuda Green. Keep it here at JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. Great brand new one from Yehuda Green. It's called Moshiach here at J.M. in the A.M. A lot of great brand new music out there. We're at NCSY Kolel, everybody. Friday morning broadcast, 7.56 candle lighting in the New York area. On this Erev Shabbos Nachamu, Erev Shabbos Parshas V'yashanan. Well, no secret, one of my favorite people in Jewish education has just sat down next to me. He is the, I want to do this right, is it Rosh Hashiva officially in DRS? No, what, is that the title though, right? The Rosh Hashiva of DRS High School. One of the preeminent, uh, what I would call Yeshiva League High Schools, as I always refer to them. And here, the educational director at Kolel, and in his 23rd year at NCSY Kolel. I think he came here right after he left Camp Misover, if I'm not mistaken. Rabbi Yissi Kamenetsky, what a delight to welcome you here. And thank you for welcoming us here. It's always an absolute pleasure to uh, have the Nachum Siegel Network here um, and uh, all the great work that Nachum, that you and your whole staff do for the entire Jewish community. So appreciated. And Kolel and NSN is a natural synergy. Yeah, the, the only network allowed in base marriage, I believe. That's for sure. First year, 23 years ago for you, how many Kolel students that summer? Um, I'm going to guess around... Uh, 70 or 80. That was it. I'm going to guess something around, the, around that. And you've gotten to this point where, you know. 280. And the walls are bursting and there's not enough beds and all that stuff. Uh, so from your perspective, what has been the success of all of this that now, unfortunately, sometimes students have to be turned away. And even staff, right, those who want to work here, who want to have influence on the young students, there are not enough slots for them either. Your perspective on it. Um... It's a very good question. There's so many people that walk into this base medrash and say, when I was a kid, there was no way something like this could possibly have happened. There's something going on in the Jewish world, um, but I think that the secret of Kolel is, uh, is the enjoyment of Yiddishkeit, the enjoyment of Torah study, um, Torah study in the land of Israel um, with great madrichim and a great staff and great sports and great trips all of this painting a whole picture of that it's actually enjoyable to be Jewish and it's actually enjoyable to to study Torah and and you just raised such an important point those listening especially those on the younger side go back to if you would go back to the 70s and 80s the majority of yeshiva high school kids had no desire to spend their summer in this type of forum and something has seeped into what I call the Yeshiva League, as you know, and your school is among the most you know, prominent of them. Uh, something has gone you know, right where 
where everybody, not shouldn't say everybody, but where students feel that this has to be an important part of their summer day. I believe there are approximately 60 students from my high school on the Colel this summer. Um, and I've seen that revolution even in, in our own school um, about how excited this program makes people about learning. And the truth is we see the impact when they come back to the yeshiva afterwards. After having a summer like this, with the excitement about learning and the Rosh Yeshiva and Eretz Yisrael and, and just the whole experience, the, even the ball and the Tiulim, the whole thing together, they come back so much more excited. It makes it a pleasure in terms of you know, right. running class. And that's why I've... That's why I've been here for 23 years because uh, I'm, I'm, I view this as a as a investment in our own yeshiva high school back in America. It's uh, there's nothing like it. You know, I said to our benefits earlier. I said, you know, in our day, you would say to somebody, you know, come to this summer program because you know, and fill in the blank. You'll play great basketball. You'll meet kids you want to meet. Social atmosphere, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But now, in places like yours. They're saying, come to Israel for the summer so you can be with this Rosh Hashiva. Spend this summer with Rav Shechter. That, that was not always a big PR thing, you no. know what I mean? That was not always a big marketing push no, <laughs> to it wasn't. spend the summer with Rabbeim. And, and, and you, you, know, you mentioned we can't, you can't underestimate the uh, brilliance and creativity of Rabbi Benevitz. He never wants to be the uh, focus of any spotlight, which is, which is part of his greatness. But the way he puts together this and the way he, he gives his whole life into making making such a special program for the kids and, and, and he would do anything to make it more enjoyable for the kids, even you know, with the food and whatever he does, whatever he can do to make it more exciting because this is because he viewed this is education. And this is not just camp. This is and, and many camps also involved in education, but this is this is developing kids, this is giving them an excitement for Judaism, for excitement for learning, a passion for learning and He's played a very, I believe, you asked me what's, what has right. made it so he's successful. Main, he's main definitely one of the main reasons. Uh, are any non-DRS students doing well this summer? Just curious. <laughs> there, are many, some many. there are some you've met who are doing nicely. M many, many, from all, from all the schools. I told the kids, over the summer, I'm not your principal. Right. I'm just another rabbi here. And, and, and I enjoy it. Honestly, Nachum, personally, what, the reason I've come back, not for my family, what my family's gotten out of this program, what I personally have gotten out of this program, being in Eretz Israel, learning and, and having my vacation, my four weeks of being away from the five towns for four weeks. But to, to be in Eretz Israel and, and to learn and, and from myself and my family, I get by giving myself. So it's it's a win-win for, for us all Are you around. officially retired from the basketball court or it's still part of your Kolel day? So that's a very good question. You like that question. I, right? It's a very good question. <laughs> I did play in the league for many years. And, and by the way, many of the Rabbeim played in the league. Many of the, of some of the Russia Yeshiva played in the <laughs> league also for many years. Some of them will still be in the three-on-three -three tournament uh, next week, maybe in the intermediate division, not in the honors division. They, they can't resist. Um, so I was for a while, but uh, I, I made the decision a couple years ago to retire more toward the base manager. I do do a lot of walking and some running. I do, but that's where I, I leave it at. I, I, I've retired. Most of the other Rebbies play, though. I'm, you know. Because, as funny as it sounds, that's also an important component. Absolutely. Of this, Absolutely. Is, I know it sounds absurd to some people listening. But the basketball actually enhances everything else that's 100%. going on. A hundred percent, and and the whole goal of this program is that Judaism is something you can relate to, and if the Rebbe's and the Rosh Yeshiva are also playing ball with the kids, so then when they're in Shir, the kids will listen to what the Rebbe's have to say. If the Rebbe's are at least on the same wavelength that they that they also enjoy what the kids enjoy, so 
they're relatable, and that's that's a huge part of chinuch nowadays, and and that's what makes I think NCSY Cole very successful as well. Rabbi Benovitz is his team I think is nine and two wow. in the league. He's, he has a chance. He hasn't ever won a championship, but he. He, he's he's knocking on the door it this year. It sounds like he you're a step be. away from accusing him of taking some ringers on his team. Uh, no, because he hasn't <laughs> won in 25 years. So, so there's no way he's starting there's that no now. Way, huh? no. uh, look, Rabbi Kamenetsky, we know that uh, your your late father, who just passed away recently, was such an important person to so many people listening right now. I hope that at some point he was able to visit here and see all of this. I assume he did, right? Absolutely. Uh, my father, as you know, Nachum, was spent three years as the national director of NCSY. Right. During those three years, he certainly spent time here. But even not those years, whenever he was involved in MDS or, or in YNJ, other places, he would come here. And I could tell you, Nachum, there's so many YNJ kids here on the Kolo, and and I've, them. I've just spent the last two weeks. Anytime I see a YNJ kid, I say, "Tell me a story about my father. Tell me." And I've heard some. Not the time now, but right. so it's it's my father definitely had a big piece, and this is what my father was all about. Also, you know having the kids, you know, enjoy their their learning and, and to enjoy it. My father, one of the last pictures of my father was him holding up the hockey trophy of uh, Y&J won the hockey championship. Of course, the learning and the adopting, but he also understood that the, the sports and the other stuff is very important for kids' development and as well. And I brought him up because, of course, you know we all miss him and uh, we only celebrate Smafo together. Rabbi Yissi Kamenetsky, Educational Director here at NCSY Kolel and during the year of course Rosh Hashiva DRS on Long Island thank you so much always a pleasure now. enjoy Shabbos Nachamu with the boys I certainly will it'll be a good I one will. it'll be a good one my thanks to Yassi Kamenetsky and now now the man of the hour I announced last night at Yom NCSY the, during the first minutes of our show from there that the one of the themes one of the themes of our uh, broadcast this year will be a very significant anniversary. This man is responsible not only for um, hundreds and I'm sure the number is even larger than that of public school youth being attracted to Torah in the Torah environment. We're getting, we're getting to that stage now that we hit 20 years where we're going to start saying that there are children and grandchildren in this whole process. <laughs> we're there. We're there already. That are, we're there already. Grandchildren. That, that are only in our community. Uh, and dedicated to you know Torah and Torah values because of TJJ. I refer to Rabbi Barry Goldfisher, director and founder of TJJ. Happy 20th anniversary! Thank you. Nah. I hope the last couple of days have been uh, have been eventful for you, and all this recognition is something that you've been able to enjoy. I hope um, it's been an amazing 20 years. Um, this is not uh, a personal honor. This is an honor, really, for. People standing standing around me right now, um, everyone who has been involved with the creation of TJJ and seeing it through the years. Um, we started this program 20 years ago, Rabbi Steve Berg, Rena Emerson is in the room right now. Right. Um, it's an honor for our bus rabbis, our bus directors, all the different national administrations, the regional administrations, the donors, everyone who has raised the money, Rabbi Wild. The, uh, the Samson the, family? Samson family. The Steckler family—it's—it's um, it's, it's been an incredible, incredible partnership. It's not certainly not about one person; it's about uh, scores and scores and scores. Our, our advisors and of course the kids. And Rabbi Noam Konigsberg, of course, is uh, is sitting next to you, and uh, he has been over the years an amazing spokesman for uh, a TJJ, and we'll certainly get his comments as well. The Ann Sampson Jerusalem Journey TJJ, as it's commonly known, is celebrating its 20th year. Public school students, or for whatever reason 
made a commitment over these last 20 years to spend at least one summer in Israel. I can only imagine that it's not always easy for them. Their parental concerns, right? We want the parents to give their blessings. Sometimes it's a little bit of a uh, of an issue. Um, we know that they're an environment in public school where their classmates and their colleagues won't always understand why they're spending their summer in this way. But as we just met a couple of minutes ago, um, you know, Mechina students who are proudly going back to public school and telling their, their, their classmates what they've been doing over the summer, it seems that same type of pride ends up in the TJJ student after each summer. Would you agree? Thank God. It's, uh, it's, it's a, first of all, in terms of uh, the parent issue, um, nowadays parents are on board. You know, we yeah, have sessions with the parents. Um, we work in unison with the parents. When we started the program, yeah, 20 years a ago, different, it was huh? a little different. You know, we had to start, it was a little bit of, we were undercover. Um, <laughs> Laying we, we, the didn't, we didn't broadcast, perhaps, the first year NCSY OU. Uh, but now we're, we're, we're certainly uh, very, very transparent. And so we want to bring the parents on board. In fact, I'm sure you've heard about the TJJ Moms programs. Yeah. And uh, parents are now coming. And... They're getting a, a slice of TJJ as well. So um, it, it's, it's an incredible ride. It's an incredible summer where the kids... How many buses this summer? This year we have 11 TJJ buses. Right. We have TJ Ambassadors. Right, we we have TJ Ambassadors Poland. Right. Um, and in June, we actually piloted a trip of JSU participants from Atlanta under the leadership of Rabbi Chaim Neidich, um, which was a huge success. And uh, it might... It might open up the doors to expanding this program much more significantly. Again, moving away perhaps, you know, focusing more on the JSU population. We've given Rabbi Konigsberg the responsibility of which bus this summer. What magic number bus does he have this summer? He's on uh, magic number nine. Number nine. number nine. I've been told that nine is the, is the one you give to future Hall of Famers at <laughs> TJJ. Told. Would that be accurate, Barry? He's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> he is He's a Hall, a Hall of, of Famer. Famer. Rabbi Konigsberg, are you enjoying the TJJ 2018 experience? I, I would say that enjoying is not the word. It's really a pledge. It's, uh, believe it or not, it's inspiring for me as, uh, as a Rebbe in Yeshiva all year long. You know, I, t I teach in Yeshiva Shalvim and um, who contributes very much to NCSY, but at the same time, I feel that I wait for the summer to see these kids trying a Shabbos, getting up uh, on chairs at a Shabbos table and singing, you know, the words of David HaMelech. And to, to just to be able to be part of kindling that flame, I'm so thankful to Rabbi Goldfisher for allowing me to do that. And, uh, and David, David Cutler for having me on board it's just it's tremendous. what is the first Shabbos like is it a big transition Shabbos are there kids who really are unfamiliar with some of the intricacies and details of Shabbos that becomes evident to someone like you the, the kids in our notes you know going into the first Shabbos in our notes we had a half hour before candlelighting explain to the kids what Shabbos is just real explain basic to them what it is What's the concept of rest in the Torah? What are we trying to accomplish? And what are our goals? Oh, before you get to the rules and regulations, you're right. just telling just them the this is going to be different than any other weekend exactly. you've ever spent. Exactly. Really, the only thing they know is they were asked to come dressed up. Right. Dressed differently than during the week. And they're there a half hour before, and the concept of a Zemer of Shambas, right. and the Avira, the atmosphere of Shambas, and the Kedusha. And we just had our second Shabbos on TJJ few days ago and we already had a number of participants I would say over 10 that decided they would like to try to keep it they gave us their phones 
to please take our phones until Havdalah. And it was a tremendous experience, so inspiring. Unbelievable. This is 20 yeah. years later. Let's take you back 20 years before, where Rabbi Berg and I and Rian Emerson were sitting in a room uh, an hour before Shabbos. I'm thinking, what do we do? <laughs> we've never done this before. <laughs> public, school, public school kids for a full Shabbos. And uh, we've done it in Shabbatones, but it's, it's much different when there's no yeshiva population involved. And now, as Rabbi Noam describes, it's, uh, it's in the manual. We know what to do. Right. And we have the professionals who do it. Uh, yeah. Well, one of the things I pointed out over the last two broadcasts is that now that the, the, it's not always great when, when procedures get formalized, etc. But in this case, the way your leadership has uh, adjusted to what I sort of call a seminar-like you know, degree program. I mean, you train them to you know, really cover every base possible. Mm -hmm. And obviously, it's to the advantage of all the kids. Right, Barry Goldfisher, I know I'm Koningsberg. Now, so that's the Shabbos transition. How about the weekday transition when you, when you are trying to convince them or, or alert them to the fact that every day begins with tefillah? That right. there's an hour, I believe. Isn't there an hour of Torah study? Which is a lot yeah. in a TJJ-type program. When, when you try to encourage them, you know, use this hour for Torah study. And, of right. course, so many other things that go on in a typical Jewish day. What's that transition like? Well, look, Rabbi Goldfischer was brilliant in setting up the day in such a way where the kids are empowered to choose if they want an actual explanatory minion in the morning. Uh or a tefillah workshop, where they learn about the tefillah. So the kids are actually empowered to choose. They feel a lot of responsibility. And those who come to the Minion really want to be there. Called you know, the Temple they, of Love. Temple of Love. And you right. have someone like Rav Noan who gets up with his guitar and brings it to life. And mm -hmm. uh, Yeah, music's got to be a massive component to all of this, oh. I would guess. They're learning Jewish songs for the first time, right? And they'll remember right. them forever, obviously. And by the time right. you get to the last Shabbos, they are spiritually enhanced fire. right <laughs> actually on, fire. on fire maybe yeah. a better description than spiritually enhanced and and they are set yeah. to go back to their public schools and I guess, I guess incorporate a lot of these changes to their own life right again we don't know who's keeping Shabbos afterwards etc and who's making those types of commitments right. but their lives are certainly being changed I mean that's right. that's an understatement we talk about tangible growth right and every kid least. is different but they're gonna no one's gonna walk out the way they came in it could be Keeping two hours of Shabbos at first. It could be saying the Shema, like switching to Yeshiva, like choosing to study for a year in Eretz Israel. So every kid, uh, we, we, every night we sit and we talk about the kids and try to try, we try to chart their progress, whether it's personal goals, religious goals, spiritual goals, and um, that's a huge component of the, of the trip. Have you met TJJ grads at Shalvin? Not at Shalvin. Shalvin really doesn't cater to that population, but I did meet just about a week ago a TJJ from two summers ago uh, when I was doing a Florida bus. She got on fire during TJJ, got involved in Florida NCSY. I met her this summer. She's on Michlele. Wow. And I, she was a girl that on the first day of TJJ raised her hand during orientation just to say, you know, I was told that Fila on TJJ is not mandatory. I'm just making sure. Because <laughs> I had no intention of doing that stuff. And today she's a Bas Torah, an Michlelet, Tsanua. And just this radical shift is so, it's so inspiring to see. I, I have the schools to teach in the seminary, Michal Mayan. So we have right. tens of, uh, of students every year, every year of graduates of TJJ what a feeling who have gone on to be. become our advisors for TJJ. What a is, feeling uh, that a must be. Tremendous, tremendous. Simply uh, remarkable. Another, another great privilege is to work this summer with advisors 
who they themselves are TJJ graduates. Something so you can never some, say. Right. You're not a TJJ grad. Correct. But they I'm are. Jealous. I'm jealous. <laughs> you're of jealous of them. But they are. Yeah. They bring that whole unique experience to the table exactly. when they're interacting with the youth now, which is exactly. so remarkable. Oh, we're Michael Fisher. Happy 20th Thank anniversary. You. Thank you we should be here on the 30th and the 40th amen, also. Amen, amen. <laughs> to say the least. And uh, the, again, the numbers are uh, staggering. Uh, not just this summer, but the numbers of generations that are affected and those who are, you know, who really owe their Jewish present and Jewish future to TJJ is remarkable. So Mazal Tov to you. Thank and Rabbi Konigsberg, always a pleasure to Thank reunite with so you, much. as you know. Thank you, Nathan. And bus number nine, they get the special <laughs> shout-out this morning. <laughs> bus <laughs> number go, nine! Go Canada! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Rabbi. Shabbos, Shabbos. Great seeing you. Enjoy Shabbos Nachamu with TJJ. Oh, my gosh, I'll tell you. David Cutler is the director of the NCSY Israel programs, NCSY summer programs. He is the one who dares to announce year after year more programs. <laughs> You're well-deserving of an NSN shirt. You may as well. <laughs> And he is here. Uh, you know, I've had a smile on my face for the last hour and a half. You realize this is insane. It really is. I mean, God. this is in, it's unbelievable. The stories I am hearing, I don't know what you heard and what you didn't hear um, uh, prior to this conversation. We had right behind me students from California and Ohio who are going back to uh, their public school and telling their tennis team teammates and their schoolmates that they spent the summer in Israel on a relatively intense Torah program. These were these are Mechina students who are on uh, who are on Kolel essentially for the summer, and we know that there are even more women doing Mechina with Michlele. Just that alone is amazing. Yeah, we started it last summer with 15 boys here in Kolel, and everyone's always look. It's a very interesting idea to take public school kids who are somewhat unaffiliated and put them here in the base matters with with these boys and. You didn't know how it was going to go the first year, and it was it was unbelievably successful. I don't year. know how it works. So then we expanded it to the girls' program this year. Right. It turns out the girls got even more than the yeah. boys this year, and uh, it's going great. It's one of those things that you just say, "Wow!" You just like, you're shocked that it was so great. Now it's like we actually had a meeting yesterday. We had a breakfast meeting at the plaza here in Yerushalayim. Twelve of us from NCSY to brainstorm how to make sure this program continues and actually grows to the point where we have you know 50 to 100 kids like this. Um, that does create somewhat of a problem for you because space in these programs is at a premium, right? You want to go from 15 to 50, you're talking about, you know, balance yeah. things out a little, little bit differently than you yeah, have so this it was, it was it was a big problem that we mentioned, but it's a good problem to have. Yeah, and, it's a uh, good problem. We'll, we'll worry about it when we get there. Yeah, <laughs> I understand that, that's for sure. Uh, NCSY's goal, I think this is... I think this statement is accurate. If you ask those who founded the organization in the 50s, 60s, 70s, I think it would be accurate to say that their ultimate goal was to get public school Jewish youth into some type of yeshiva environment. Obviously, the yeshiva world um, uh, has been so enhanced by NCSY, yeshiva students, day school students, etc., so enhanced by NCSY. But the ultimate goal, I think, if you would ask them, the original leaders, would be to get as many public school youth as possible. We see this happening now at an unbelievable level. We just spoke about the 20th anniversary of TJJ. I still have trouble understanding why a public school kid would want to do this or that during the summer. But look what's happening. Four or 500 students doing it. 11 busloads. Think about it, though. So let's say we have six, 700 kids from public school here this summer. 
It means there are thousands and thousands and thousands more that we're not that we're not impacting. A lot of Jewish youth out there. There really are. So as as much as an accomplishment as that is, and I'm, I guess maybe I'm a glass half full, half empty. I'm not sure. Uh, there's so much more that we can and have to do, and uh, it, it's just because we're the professionals. I think we're the ultimate professionals in this idea of running a program for public school kids, but it's being run by people that are you know quote unquote orthodox and. It, we're such a non-judgmental, nourishing type of organization where we just we just want to make people love their Jewish heritage and connect. People sometimes think we're NTSY and we want to make everyone from, and certainly we want people to come to Eretz for their gap year, but someone who comes to us in, in high school and then just marries Jewish, what a huge accomplishment that is. Barry you know alluded to the fact that uh, years ago, at the beginning of TJJ, that was one of the problems, that parents didn't believe that TJJ, the OU, etc., was non-judgmental. Once that once that comfort zone, you know, began, where parents realized they really are non-judgmental, it was much easier to get the students to come on a program. Yeah, like this. so it's still probably our biggest challenge. Uh, I say that, and, and one of the you know the birthright program, which is amazing, and I don't have any problem with that, but right. it is free. You know, it's still even our program, which is subsidized, sometimes that can be a battle. But the biggest problem still is we're walking around with our kippot, and we're we're still a Shomer Shabbos and Shomer Kashrus organization, so. That the good question is, why would a kid come on our program when they can go on a different kind of program, I guess you would say, with no rules? Uh, and the answer is because we, we're just this loving environment where they're just they're, they're spiritually energized. They connect. And Eretz Yisrael is really our key. We have other programs, and they're all great in Baltimore and Europe. But the key for us, that this is our homeland. Right. And no matter what kind of Jew you are, everyone connects here to Eretz Yisrael. And that's David Tuttle awesome. is with us, direct NCSY summer programs, Israel and beyond. Um, the uh, <laughs> the different niche programming that's being addressed by your organization now is, I, I would say, to be admired. It's also, you know, sometimes it sounds a little crazy. I, I couldn't believe that so many students would want to spend their summer doing emergency medical work in Israel. And we know how successful that program has become. Really I didn't amazing. believe that there could be a surfing program that you know that where the program, again, is, is, is centered on surfing in Torah. And that, that could be attractive to students. I also didn't believe that there'd be enough opportunity in Israel, both in the corporate and organizational world, to get enough companies and organizations to cooperate with your internship program. And yet, all these numbers are remarkably growing like crazy. I think that's really one of the special things. You know, you hear 19 programs and you hear, you know, 1,600 kids and there are so many different kinds of kids. We used to have Touring of Israel. Come to Arizona, right. tour. You go around. Right. Those days <laughs> are dead. It. Those days, there are still <laughs> programs that somewhat do that, but everyone wants just much more diversity and much more bang for your buck. So if you're coming to Israel or you're spending your summer somewhere, you don't want to just tour. There has to be touring with some kind of twist. So whether it's an internship or whether it's uh, getting a first responder certificate or even really just sitting here learning with Kolel and, and even our, our Kolel and Machlala programs, they're so much more diverse than they used to be. They're Tulin, where we go, who we talk to, the kind of speakers that come in, the locations that we go to, everything now is just so much more diverse and so much more awesome. You know what I'm saying? We, we offer so much that it's, uh, we're proud to say no matter what you're like, no matter where your background, what, what, what you like to do, we have something for you. It, it's public more. information that pre-registration has started, right? It, that's yeah, a, there's that's an email going out today uh, that basically pre-registration for summer 2019 is starting. And uh, you can sign up now, and you basically get a discounted rate when the real reg open application opens up after you enter if you get a nice discount. And pre-registration does fill a good number of slots, I would assume? Yeah. So I say, uh, so last year we had close to 1,000 people that pre-registered. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's just a way of expressing your interest. Now, you don't officially get to save a spot, but you get to tell us right. you're interested. And then we talk to you, and we, you know, in, fill in a lot of people, thank God, are now our cousins and, uh, you know, siblings or whatever it is. So... 
But we're like I said, you know, the two new programs that we're starting next summer, you can pre-register for those already. And uh, it's exciting that we're already starting for next summer now. So as we speak to parents, and we're doing so right now through this forum, uh, they should just know all this has to be done early. Whether they pre-register or not, in general, act early when it comes to the NCSY summer it's, program. It's, it's very hard to describe. Sometimes people ask me, what do you do the rest of the year? Right? <laughs> <laughs> So it's a very funny question, which makes me want to punch people in the face sometimes. Uh, but the truth is, you really, for, for the more popular programs, which are really majority of them, you need to, know, to really register by December or January uh, at the latest. And that's when they're full. You know, you really, we, we open, we're going to open October 4th. Right. right? Two days after Yontif, we're going to open up. And some of the programs really right away just get a tremendous boom. You know, Michlele and uh, Kolel last couple of years, bam. And if you didn't apply early, it's really tough to get in. What do you think of this program? What do you think of this specific place that we're in tonight? Last year, you remember, we spoke at Michlela. This year, we're back in the uh, Kolel-based Medrash here at NCSY. Kolel, what do you think of this program specifically? What I think people would be surprised to learn about this program is that it leaves at its epicenter. And the reason it is is because all the other programs almost pass through here. Kolel is looked at as the, I guess, our, our flagship yeshiva program. And you'd be very surprised to know that the public school programs come in here and have such and, a, and it's, an, it's a dual impact the, the, the Kolo kids are impacted by the public school kids as much as the public school kids are impacted by the yeshiva kids and the, that's what NCSY is special we, can t we have staff that is so trained to take a, a kid who's in yeshiva his whole life and, and integrate him properly with a kid who's literally experiencing their first Shabbos or first time looking at a base medrash or anyone of this farm in here and for the other, all the programs to pass through here and spend a day here playing basketball, going on teal limbs, in the base medrash with Rav Sabolowski, with Rav Schechter, and the fact that they can actually make themselves available, and the, and the kids walk out of here saying that was great, and to have a machina program that's here, it's a very special thing when this program could be such, a, such an impact for all, all kinds of different And kids. we should note that tonight on this Friday morning broadcast, Three buses of TJJ are here right now, right? Yeah. Is, is that like a hundred or so kids? I mean, it must be. Well, it's the boys, so it's, it's about half of that. But it's uh, about fifty it's, boys. Yeah, so it's it's incredible. And um, if one would walk in here, there'd be no way for them to distinguish who's who. No, nope, you be, would never know. This looks like a regular Colel based Medrash night. You right? Even you and I would be would not be able to no. determine who's from what background. The Thursday night program here in, in, uh, in Kola is amazing, and the fact that these buses come in also and they're sitting here learning with these kids tonight and they're going to dive Marv together, and then uh, someone's getting engaged right after Marv. There's going to be a, a big party here for that, so it's going to be... How come every time we show up here, there's some type of celebration? Yeah, it's just a, it's a <laughs> celebratory type of summer here, so it's, uh, it's great. Um, <laughs> Rabbi Goldfisher was uh, acknowledged last night at Yom NCSY. What an accomplishment, 20 mm -hmm. years, and really bringing uh, students in in an incredible and amazing environment. And, um, and uh, he has to be commended for what has happened in TJJ all these years. So he gets a big happy anniversary. Uh, remarkable the work that they're doing. And um, as you mentioned, the, the incredible opportunity that everybody of all backgrounds have to spend with Rabeim, who are such a, an important part of this program. I joked earlier that marketing for any summer program never included spend the summer with a rabbi. But now, all these Shiva high schools do is spread the word that you could be with Rav Shechter all summer long. It's a different type of marketing ploy these days. I'll tell you something really interesting. A few, just a few years ago, there was a father who signed his boy up for Kolel, and he, he, got a, he got a call from Rabbi Leibowitz, our assistant director here, for the interview. And he told him the schedule. He said, you know, we learn six, seven hours a day. And the father calls him, Rabbi what's back, and says, what are you doing? You told my son there's seven hours of learning. This is literally only from like five, six years ago. And yeah, that's, we don't hide that. The name of the program is NCSY Kolo, and that's what 
father was furious, withdrew his son, said, that's not what I want. And, and, and you fast forward now, five, six, seven years, and it's just the opposite. That's what they it's want. Mom is the opposite. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's fun. You know, it's un unbelievable. And it's uh, the fact that an anti-SY cola program can, can thrive in today's day and age is unbelievable. And the fact that, I mean, Rabbi, Rabbi Barry Goldfisher, yeah. like you said, a, a tremendous Ben Torah, tremendous Talmud Chacham, but for him to understand the, the, the mind of a public school kid who has never experienced the Shabbos, or, and to be able to get inside and understand that you combine the, 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 the Eretz Yisrael, the heritage in Eretz Yisrael, the, the, the history of Eretz Yisrael, and he, he designs the itineraries, the, the education, for him to have a mind that really understands these kids and be such a, he's, and he's not some just guy who like loves, like speaks Hebrew. He's a real bentor and a real Talmud Chacham. And to understand these kids the way he does, makes him one of the most unique people I've ever met in my life. All right, David Cutler, after your big announcement at Yom NCSY, what are the chances of JMDM being broadcast from Thailand next summer? I don't know. That's a lot of flying. <laughs> you got to tell me. Personally, I don't plan on making that trip. And the reason I ask is because, I mean, some might think, some might think someone in the organization is a little crazy, but it's, it's not just go to Amsterdam and then Israel or go to Poland and then Israel or go to Italy and then Israel. Now you're going to be encouraging through a new program, go to Thailand and then Israel. How did this yeah. come about? Well, to be honest, we were approached by an organization called Justify. Uh, they're an educational organization that really started with Aisha Torah, really wonderful educational guys who run these programs. They, they run programs in different, very cool destinations around the world. They just added India, Sri Lanka, Wow. Uh, Nicaragua, and there's Thailand, and there's one more which I can't remember at the moment. Wow. Uh, and the idea is, look, Eretz Yisrael is, is, is the place that we, we are, are going to come to Israel sure, after Thailand. But there are beautiful locations in the world that you should go see. And there's chesed and service missions that they do in, in, uh, in Thailand. So the land is beautiful and it's very exotic. You're also going to be doing chesed while you're there. And then you come to Eretz Yisrael and you have, you, you have your experience here. But it's, uh, that, was, that was the biggest buzz I think that was created last night. Is yes. Everyone's like, I want to go to Thailand. I want to go to Thailand. So it's, uh, <laughs> is that going to be open to both men and women? Yes, it's a co-ed program. Uh, and it's going to be, uh, like I said, it's a about a four-week program altogether. You spend about 10 days in Thailand and two and a half weeks in Eretz Yisrael. And uh, it's very exciting. Finally, and I've asked you this before, but I'd like you to say it again. Tell me about the last few hours of Tisha B'Av when NCSY, Kolel, is at the Kotel Amaravi. So I'll tell you, it's now called, you know, when we first started it, the really broadcasting and it started taking off, we start, we, someone named it Kumzits of the World. <laughs> and I was thinking, like, what kind of name is that? Kumzits of the World? There are a lot of Kumzitses, and we have now such a following. Our, cra our, our website crashed uh, on Sunday night. Uh, we have such thousands of people who were tuning in, well over 1,500, 2,000 people that were literally gathered around with us and people coming over to us, thanking us. It's become a really, really powerful way to end Tisha B'Av. People from literally around the world are, are watching and, and singing and, and, and joining with us. And I can't imagine a better way to end Tisha B'Av. We should Again, mention. I'm sorry. Yeah, if Mashiach would have come, <laughs> that, would, that would have been the ultimate, you know, fitting end to Tisha B'Av. And the right place. Like, yeah, the right place. So instead we went and bro had a wonderful breakfast at Piccolino, and it was, uh, it, it was a wonderful way to end it. But it was, uh, I can't imagine ending in any other place any other way. And we should mention, because this audience would appreciate it, Jewish music plays a very important role in every one of your summer programs. It really does. I mean, that's and Shabbos, and, and that Shabbos ebbs away. We call it ebbing on NCSY. You know, at the Shalosh Shudas time when kids... You know, we saw last night at NCSY, one of the most popular at Yom NCSY, we had a, a, a tribute to the directors. Right. And they said thank you. And everyone singing Tov Lahodos. So music to us is a very, very special way to connect. For me personally, I love singing. So Kabbalah Shabbos and singing at, at, at Ebbing, it's the most special way to, to connect to our Kaddish Baruch. And last night, as everyone is singing their Tov Lahodos, and it's, it, it's just very special. 
David Cutler, he leads NCSY's summer programs, Israel and outside of Israel. Most of them are here in the Holy Land. Thank you so much again. Always a pleasure to meet up here in Israel Nachum, with you. Thanks so much, and uh, we look forward to the rest of this and uh, next year, and God willing, for many years to come. Thank, Thank, you. Thank you so much. There he is, David Cutler. More coming up as we uh, continue here at JM in the AM. Erin Stiebel is with us. She is the director of the GIVE program, which I've become more and more familiar with over the years. You might be aware of the fact that one of my daughters was a GIVE participant years ago. And you might be aware of the fact that one of our daughters this year is what you call, I believe, a madricha, right? That would be the appropriate term? Yes, we call her a give advisor. A give advisor. And she advises very well. I'll Does tell you she that. advise? She's pretty fantastic. I you was wondering if I should seek advice from her. You would say yes, it would be a good idea. I'd say she'd probably advise you to wear a fanny pack in public. So I don't really know if you want to take that advice, but uh, we've, we've loved getting to know the Seagull Girls. So thank, thank you for you. sharing them with us. How, uh, how long has Give been around? Give started in 2005. Now, tell me if I'm right. The concept was we are going to give these young ladies a chance, obviously, to be in a Torah environment, but in addition to that, really spend a lot of time during the day and the average week working on different chesed programs and, and meeting people who are in need in Israel. Would that be accurate? A hundred percent. Yeah, Give is a, it's an amazing opportunity to take high school girls and bring them to Israel and show them Judaism through a different lens. It's not about what happens in the four walls of your classroom. It's about recognizing the toolbox that God has given you and being able to dip into that and say, I have a skill to put a smile on someone's face. I can walk into a nursing home and engage someone. I am very artistic. I can go and paint a mural in an underprivileged kindergarten. These girls realize their skills and their talents. And one of my favorite pieces about the program is that our girls come from all walks of life. We have girls from public school. We have girls from Basiaco. We right. have everybody in between. And they grow and they learn from each other because everybody can shine in an environment where you're volunteering and doing a class set. One of the um, one of the uh, not a, one of the professionals at the OU said to me yesterday that Give is the star of the 2018 summer. Now, why? Why would it be that this year Give has really, you know, in an outstanding fashion, shown themselves to be a phenomenal program? Well, I'm blushing. I'll tell you that. I'm telling you, it's true. Um, I think that. Um, Give is always a program that shines because it gives every chance, every girl on the program a chance to really step out of her comfort zone and recognize her potential. So the girls in the program don't just have a fun summer, they have a growth-oriented summer personally and they recognize on a communal level how they can make a difference. So I would hope that they were able to look at our leadership and say, oh my God, they have the best advisors, hashtag Nuffin Siegel's daughter, um, <laughs> and the best bus directors. We have Miriam Bornstein running one of our buses, we have Shosh Grad running one of our buses, both very very, very talented uh, staff members we've had for years already been in the NCSY system. Um, our advisors are here as volunteers, as all the NCSY summer program advisors are, just because they want to go and make a difference in the lives of these girls. Um, and you really feel that love. You feel that energy when you walk into our space. You feel like this, this positive excitement for Judaism that is fresh and that is real and that is engaging. Does GIVE still have an end of summer major program where I believe, if I, if I have good recollection, they either did a wedding or a bat mitzvah or something like that. They, they don't do that anymore? In that, uh, Michlala does that, that and Michlala? it's an amazing, amazing program, Michlala does, yeah. But we actually had the opportunity to... So I mixed up my summer programs. You're doing great. I mean, come on. NCSY is NCSY. <laughs> you know, we're all, all part of the same family. We did have an amazing opportunity this yeah. week for each, each one of our buses. We uh, had two buses each with 45 girls this year living on different campuses one of them had an amazing chesed opportunity to throw my mom a 60th birthday party <laughs> 
It was a surprise party, That's and it nice. was wild. I can't tell you how happy it made her. She she needed to pick me up. She's had a rough year and a half, and uh, it was it was an amazing class. She loves it, and the girls loves it. And then this morning, actually, our other bus threw a bridal shower for Akala. This is an amazing story. There was a kid from the Bronx who became um, involved just peripherally in a shul in the Bronx, ended up at Camp Sports, decided to become from, ended up in Yeshiva in Israel, has been here for 10 years, um, doesn't really have much family left, and reached out to the Lukens, said, I just got engaged to this girl who converted from Poland. We're getting married in a week and a half, and we're really, we don't have much. So they reached out to give, give through her bridal shower, we raised the money, all tzedakah money put that was together. Right. To, uh, <laughs> that was right, they are still doing able, programs like that. To be able to, I mean, it's a fluke, we've never done it before, but it was a beautiful morning, and just this morning, I'm such a high, and the Kala looks at me, and she, she doesn't have the best English, but with the English she had, she said, I feel so good. And she just had this glowing smile. And I think that's what it's all about, being able to meet people and see them face-to-face. It's not about just writing a letter to a soldier and hoping that it reaches somebody. It's, it's seeing in their eyes the difference that you can make, um, just, just with one little action of kindness. Erin Stiebel's with us. You're originally from where? Silver Spring, Maryland. Silver Spring, Maryland. She's director of Give. And you know who's sitting to your left? What? Who? Oh, my gosh. Chava Siegel, the aforementioned daughter of mine. The wonderful. Is here. Thank you very much. You're having a good summer so far? I'm having an incredible summer. Not easy, huh? Not easy being an advisor, a madricha for Jewish youth from the United States. But Let's really play this up, Chava. Come on. <laughs> Say it again. I'm sorry. I said but it's extremely rewarding to do chesed with so many teenage teenage women every single day. Yeah, that must be pretty cool to say the least. And how many are there like Chava? You have a staff of uh, that's how large in order to... Uh, Each bus has five advisors, an assistant director, and a bus director. So seven American staff in total for 45 girls. What's been the highlight of the summer? Is there one that you could... Uh, that you could tell me from your perspective? It's the, it's the chesed stories that go unnoticed until they're noticed that I enjoy the most. For example, Give has a tradition where every year we get fanny packs, which I'm wearing right now with pride, and uh, we wear them every single day. And they're very special, and every single camper only gets one of them, and it's theirs to keep for the summer and forever. And we went to a nursing home a few weeks ago, and one of the one of the ladies in the nursing home asked one of our campers for her fanny pack, <laughs> which was a really big deal because you only get one and you're supposed to wear it every day. And the camper quietly gave her one, and she was the happiest woman I ever saw. Those and little it's those stories things, that huh? really brighten my day on Give. Those little things, those little gestures, very cool. And I think, again, if I remember how Give began, it's those types of things that you had in mind in those days was to, you know, really encourage the Jewish youth to do these little things, think of others on both a small level and a larger level. Yeah. So. I think speci- specifically now in 2018 with all the distractions going on around us and all the pressures in school and everything being about your college resume, a chance to just step outside and say, oh my gosh, like, I have these skills, I have these talents, like having fun, going to a nursing home, like that's meaningful, that makes me a valued member of Kali Israel. I think Amazing. people forget that, you know? Amazing. Yes, Chava. I wanted to share that we went to a hospital a few weeks ago and did medical clowning. And after we went, one of the campers came over to me and she said, you know, I think I want to continue this during the year. So when I get home, I'll sign up. And I said, no, why don't we sign up right now? You're on a high. You're so excited. Let's get in touch with your hospital. And she's on it. 
I, I'm beaming because that's spoken like a true seagull. <laughs> <laughs> that is fantastic. Absolutely wonderful. Chava Siegel, Aaron Stiebel. Aaron is director of Give, and they're having an amazing summer of 2018, it sounds like. Oh, fantastic. Thank you so much for being here, coming all the way to Beit Meir. Oh my gosh, it was a fun drive down the, the windy highways of Israel late at night. Thank you for this. <laughs> well, it's much appreciated. I had great company in the car. And Chava, thank you. Thank you. And I will try my hardest to schlep whatever I can back to New York for you. <laughs> thank you. Because I'm going to do my own chesed. Yeah. Give is doing chesed all summer. This will be my chesed. Uh, <laughs> take it. But by the way, is the trunk of the car filled with Chava stuff? Obviously. Oh my Just gosh. Like six what are you or doing so. to me? What are you doing to me? All right, we'll go to this selection. More coming up on a Friday morning. JM and the AM remind the weekly update with Malcolm Honline will return next week. Meanwhile, we continue with an amazing brand new selection from Shlaimi Gertner. It's Friday morning, Erev Shabbos Nachamu at JM in the AM. the road.
Coach A.M. in the A.M. Wrapping up our 7 o'clock hour at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at AlchemSegal.com, on the AlchemSegal Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Weekly update with Malcolm Holmline returns one week from now. Now, I am told that Mar- is Marv a real 10 o'clock here? Real 10 o'clock. The clock strikes 10. See, this is important for our radio. You know, Marv in general is important schedule-wise, but for us, it's a great concern because what's going to happen is as they dive Marv here at NCSY Colwell, our listeners are going to benefit because we've got some amazing music coming up while that happens. All right, that's what we're going to be doing here at JM in the AM. Um, that's it. They're starting? Okay. We'll go to the music. Plenty more coming up. Keep it here at JM in the AM.
AM. Music from Baruch Levine, Bowie Vishalom. Before that, you heard some uh, Gershon Varoba in there. We also had the Come Over Now selection from Yaakov Shweki. Um, a bit subdued because in the background you hear Rabbi Bennett's address, excuse me, addressing the uh, gathering here at NCSY Kolel. They are about to break into a big celebration here. Uh, at NCSY Kolel, and they are together tonight with the TJJ, three buses of TJJ boys who have joined them to be part of their Thursday night mishmar. They're heading to the spot tomorrow morning. We remind everybody in New York the candle lighting is at 7.56 on this Erev Shabbos Nachamu, Erev Shabbos Parshas, V.S. Hanon. This time each and every Friday morning, every Erev Shabbos, with great pleasure we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin spiritual leader of Congregation Shomrei Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum. Good Arab Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow you have the privilege of reading Parshas for Eschanan. According to the Chinuch, Parshas for Eschanan contains 12 mitzvos. It has eight positive mitzvos and four restrictions. But, as we'll see in a few moments, not just 12 mitzvos, but very special ones. However, let's understand something, that this Shabbos represents the resiliency of the Jewish nation. Six days ago, we sat on the floor on Tisha B'Av as Avelim, as mourners, engulfed by despondency and despair. And today we are enveloped in an atmosphere of optimism. We go from one extreme to the next. The excitement comes not only from Pashas Ve'eschanan with its many basic mitzvot of Talmud Torah, Tfilim, Mezuzah, the Aseris Adibros, as well as the prohibition against intermarriage, ensuring our survival. It is as if the Torah itself is embracing us, and the Torah is saying, keep my mitzvos, and I will keep you. And these basic mitzvos, like the Ramban suggests, that the Aseris Adibros may be compared to the partial number of mitzvos that we say to a prospective convert, some easy, some hard, to give them a sampling of the Jewish uh, tradition. This is what the Aseris Adibros was to our past, and this is what it is to us forever. The optimism, this Shabbos, is not only from the Haftorah, from which the Shabbos gets its name, whereby the Navi Yeshayahu promises us that as we were persecuted most severely, so we will be comforted, and hence, Nachamu, Nachamu, Ami. But the additional optimism comes from today, Friday, being Tu Ba'av, the 15th day of the month of Av, and the Gemara at the end of Tanis, and in Bava Basra, 125, a and B enumerates six phenomena that occurred on this day that compare its significance and joy to that of Yom HaKippurim. Aside from the familiar factor of 
the girls dancing and the creation of Shiduchim, the last factor contributing to the uniqueness of this day is that it marked the culmination of bringing the wood for the fire on the Mizbeach, on the altar. The Torah legislates in Vayikra, Pasha Sav, that there is to be Eish Tomid, Tukad al HaMizbeach, Lo And the Gemara Yuma, 21b, informs us that in actuality there were three fires on the Mizbeach. The larger one was to consume the meat Korbanos, sacrifices. The second smaller one was to provide the coals with which to light and offer the incense on the golden Mizbeach in the Heichal, the sanctuary. And the third one was to fulfill the divine directive of having the perpetual fire that should not be extinguished. Now, interestingly, there exists a recurring metaphysical theme throughout many of the mitzvos as explained by the Sefer Achinoch. His basic thesis is that chesed to one's fellow man and giving to Hashem is in reality a boomerang and ultimately benefits the donor. So, man by nature is limited both materialistically and spiritually. And by definition, therefore, his actions are as well limited. What is the concept of a bracha? Is to break through the limits of man's actions, and by giving and attributing a portion to Hashem, that portion takes on his ownership the identification of Hashem being unlimited, and therefore as its maker is unlimited, allowing now bracha to settle in and expand. Thus, when the Jewish nation provides weekly the lechem haponim, the showbread, fulfilling that which it says in the parshas truma, that you are to place the lechem haponim al hashulchan lefonai tomid on the table you shall place showbread before me always our giving and offering Hashem bread allows him to bless our bread and sustenance. And the Chino goes on to continue in Mitzvah 97, quoting from the Gemara Rosh Hashanah 16a. You bring before me the Omer, says the Gemara, in order that I will able to bless your grain in the fields. You pour before me water on Sukkot in order for me to give you rains in the forthcoming year. You blow the shofar before me on Rosh Hashanah so that I will remember for you that Akedah of Yitzchak. Now, interestingly, the Chinuch in Mitzvah 132, in explaining the significance of our lighting of fire on the Mizbeach, when in the time in the first base of Migdash, fire miraculously descended from heaven, so you didn't need the fire in the first place, explains that man is comprised of four elements. Afar, Mayim, Ruach, and Esh. Dust, 
water, wind, and fire. Now the wood that's cut between Nisan and Tuba'av is dried by the intense heat of the sun, preventing the wood from becoming wormy, and thus providing the best flammable material for the Mizbeach. Now once the wood has been severed, it goes from Tzomeach, that which grows, to domain a lifeless object. And as Hashem accepts this wood and allows it to fuel the Mizbeach, He then takes our domain, our afar, our lifeless element, the dust within us, and He lights our fire. As the burning fire on the Mizbeach is beautiful to see and practical, so too does He take our personal fire, our drive for life, and He calibrates it. Too much fire in man will consume him. He'll be angered constantly. He won't be able to interact patiently and harmoniously with others. Too little fire with man will leave him without principles, without determination, in simple English, a wimp. Thus, our lighting for him, our Hidur Mitzvah, beautifying the fire on the altar, finishing this mitzvah by Tuba'av to ensure the highest quality, warrants us His blessings in return. There is a moving Yalkut Shimoni at the very end of Azos HaBracha that describes Moshe's leaving the mitzvah of Bizu Mitzrayim, gathering the wealth of Egypt, and for three days and three nights, searching for the bones of Yosef. Pharaoh's advisors told him, Paro, if you want the Israelites, if you don't want the Israelites to leave, bury the bones of Yosef, as they pledged not to leave without his remains, and they will surely be loyal to their page. Exhausted, Moshe meets Serach, the daughter of Usher. And seeing Moshe totally fatigued and inquiring why, she then takes him to the shores of the Nile, where Yosef had been buried deep in the waters in a heavy casket to ensure that the Jewish nation would not leave. And the rest, as we know, is history. Moshe prays, Hashem delivers, but only after Moshe extends his greatest effort in this project. The lesson is clear. We have to do our maximum effort, and He, Hashem, will respond in kind. And in the Nachim prayer, which we recited on Tisha B'Av, we conclude, Ki Hashem, for you Hashem, you consumed her with fire, and with fire you will rebuild her. I'd like to suggest that since we, the Jewish nation, took the Beis Amikdash for granted and did not bring our fire, our enthusiasm to the Beis Amikdash, it became a lifeless shell. And therefore, without the soul and fire of the Jewish people, it was consumed with natural fire.
quickly. We pray that in the near future, by our studying and appreciating the Korban Eitzim, the gift of the wood donations, and pining and longing to fulfill this mitzvah and all other mitzvahs related to the Beis HaMikdash, may this fire and enthusiasm speedily cause the rebuilding of the third Beis HaMikdash in our days. I wish to congratulate Nachum for going to Eretz Yisrael, for spending Yom and CSY with the 2,000 participants of teenagers who have gone to Eretz Yisrael this summer, from one extreme to the other, from TJJ, which are boys and girls from public school, not yet observant, most of them, to those girls who are not just doing chesed, but at mechlelet, learning half a day and doing chesed the rest of the day, and at kolel, where they're learning full-time in the mornings, and basketball and sports and chesed in the afternoon and having a seder at night. Again, giving these 2,000 young men and women a beautiful taste and love for Eretz Yisrael, literally lighting their fires, which oftentimes is life-changing for them and their families when they come back. May we be inspired from them and through them to please God, light our fires, bringing forth very quickly the fire in the third Beis Hamikdash. Shabbat Shalom to all. All right. Thank you very much, Rabbi Yudin. Always appreciate his words, especially the last three weeks when he was in Israel. Now he's back in the United States and addresses us every single Friday about the Torah portion of the week. We are at NCSY Kolel. We are focused tonight, as we have been for the last couple of days, on the incredible NCSY summer programs. We are in the base medrash of the um, of the NCSY Kolel here in Beit Meir, and we are um, uh, minutes away from a big celebration that's going to be happening here, uh, a part of the Thursday night mishmar here at um, at NCSY Kolel. The um, our special guest, someone who's been with us before, uh, who has been uh, leading a program called Michlelet for a number of years. We'll find out that number in a moment. Is Mrs. Rifka Yudin? Mrs. Rifka Yudin, shalom and welcome Hi. to JM in the AM. Thank you so much for having a me. A return performance for you. Exactly. <laughs> do, you exactly. Remember, do you remember last year we were actually at Michlela? Yes, it was a closer ride. <laughs> yes. Thank God. That I'm sure. It was a pretty Thank cool God. experience for us. I hope you yes, enjoyed it. we did. Well, you know what the purpose of tonight is? Tonight is really to get uh, a little bit in depth of um, some of the Why summer programs that are going on. This summer, you are leading Michlelet for how long? That's a great question. As you were saying, and I was trying to rack my brains. <laughs> I feel like it's like 12 or 13 years, but I'm not really sure. And how old is the program? Uh, many years. I think my sister-in-law, Javier Rothbach, is actually the first year that she was a camper, but I can't I tell you an exact number. I, be- I believe that Yafa Eisenberg mentioned her name to us this oh, week when yeah? she was saying that See she that? was one of the first. See that? And it's why I call it a group. I think Mrs. Fass, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. I it's think definitely she, possible. Right, she was in the first group. She mentioned a few women uh, who were there in the yeah. significant uh, inaugural year. Well, I'll ask you the general question first. How's Michalala going this summer? Thank God. it's Thank God it's booming. We are bursting, thank God. Fullest year we've ever had, 
Baruch Hashem, we actually built on Tarishit a little bit to accommodate oh, everything. Wow. wow. And it is an awesome summer. Thank God. You, so much power. Just not, left night activity. Not to take away from any of the right. things that are happening in Michalalat, but you know what has become the theme, that you've opened up your doors to uh, Mechina students. Yes, to students it is who are so spending their special. year in public school. Yeah. I, I can't even understand it's amazing. why they would be attracted to a program like yeah. this, yet they are, and they take this experience back. And as we were joking earlier, they tell their classmates that this is how they spent their summer. Tell me about these 15 girls who are with um, you this summer. It's really an amazing thing. It's great for them. It's great for the yeshiva kids. It's great for everyone. They're really um, girls who are nominated from their NCSY regions as like, you know, being able to be future leaders and, and really have, uh, are into things. And they come and they are amazing. They're so, my father-in-law, Shabbat Yudin, we just heard from, actually taught heard. them the first half of the summer. He loved it. They loved wow. it. They were, it was such a special experience. And now they have another teacher because he just went back to America. But they are on fire. They are so special and so delicious. And it's so nice to see them so excited. And the girls, get our, the yeshiva kids get so inspired for them. They get inspired from the yeshiva kids. It's just, it's really, really, really special. And again, if we walked in, we wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Probably not. Right? Probably not, not, not much difference. Yeah. Same, same type yeah. of people, same exactly. interests. Exactly. It's amazing. And it's so special. And doing the same types of things this yeah. summer. Because they're doing literally a Michalad program. They are. Right? They have their own special learning program, but they are totally integrated. Right. So it's amazing. It's really, really an amazing experience. All right. And for those who are not familiar with the schedule, it's... Uh, it's Torah intensive, all in the same way. It's Israel intensive. You're, yes. trying, you're trying to cover it all. Each we, we really have also all of it. We have Chesed learning and fun, and touring. So I mean, I guess the girls could tell you a little bit. It also, but we, when we learn, we learn. When we have fun, we have fun. We tour everywhere. We do Chesed. We really thank God. It's a very well balanced program. The girls have an awesome fun time, but they grow so much and they gain so much, and they really feel connected to. Our Torah and its land. Have you brought people. a nice collection of participants for us this year? We have. You, we you, have. you brought some of the all stars <laughs> with you. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> are of they course. Are, are they talkative? Will they? Will well, they, let's will find they give, out. Will they give me answers to my questions? I think they will, and they're not prepped. So. <laughs> All right, Rachel Shmuel. I think that's pronounced correctly. Is from Edison, New Jersey. Where is she? Hi. A pleasure to welcome you to the show. Thank you. Tell, tell me how Michalelet is going so far this summer. It's going really well. I really enjoy all the trips and the learning and just being meeting new people from all over the country. Yeah, that must be an interesting experience. Yeah. Uh, doing this while at the same time really increasing your social circles. I'm sure you've met people who only know so many of their friends from their Michalelet experience, right? Yeah. So that's pretty cool. A lot of people from different parts of North America. Has there been one specific highlight that you like sharing? That's my typical question, ladies. <laughs> Is there one specific highlight you'd like to share with us that you've my experienced favorite, this summer? My favorite highlight was when I went to the medical clowning and I got to see like all these like cheering up all the other people in the hospital and like speak to them in different languages like one of them was Russian and learning Russian in school so that was a good experience to talk to them and just like bring a smile to all their faces and giving them coffee and tea and be able to dress up and like talk to them and make them feel better very nice by the way, someone's engaged. I see that. Have you picked up on that? <laughs> I see that. We're we have three Madrichon and who are engaged also. Mazel tov. Which is very exciting. Boy, oh boy, yes. things are busy over there. It huh? is, it is. <laughs> so here at Kolel, that's what's happening. I an see engaged that. Madrich. That's so nice. Who's celebrating with his students. We go to Boca Raton, Florida, where Khani Kamenetsky is with us. Khani, how are you? I think we know the Boca Raton Kamenetskys, if I'm not mistaken. 
Everybody uh, doing well in the family? Thank God. Yeah. And how is your summer so far? It's been an incredible summer so far, and I'm really looking forward to the next two and a half weeks. Is there a big Florida contingent in general? There is. There's a pretty big Florida contingent. I would imagine so. What has been your highlight so far in Mithlelet? I would Mithlelet? say the highlight so far was the bridal shower. We made a bridal shower. We put it all together. We decorated the entire dining room. Us and um, at TJJA, we together like we danced in the gala, and it was really just such an amazing experience. Seeing what joy it brought to her and to her mother, it's incredible. Very nice. We also make a wedding for a poor couple each summer. That's so cool. That's that's the last thing of camp. We're looking yeah, forward that's to right. that. And by the way, you mean every detail. Yes, every, every single. You detail. must have committees doing different we things. We do. Right? Yeah. We do the chuppa, the chair, that's everything. Cool. You can by imagine. the way, please note. Uh, uh, Mrs. Rifka Yudin, that so far, highlight of the summer has been these chesed experiences. Yes, you could talk about the, the, the classroom has not yet been let's the... Let's see. Uh, let's see what happens. <laughs> Rifka, I always speak too soon. Yeah. Rifka Loeb is here from Chicago, Illinois. Hi, Rifka. Hi. How's Michlelet so far? Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah, you know, for you, you hit this every time. Every time you Thank ask God. any of them, it's always the same reaction. Thank Best God. summer ever, amazing. Like, you've heard yeah. this before, Mrs. Okay. Yudin. It's true, it's true. Are there others from Chicago on your program? There are others. There are, like, about seven girl campers, and then nice. I think two Majicho from Chicago. Maybe three. No, there's three Majicho. So Very Chicago's cool. taking over. <laughs> That's one way of looking at <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. And what is your highlight, Rifka Loeb, of the summer of 2018? I really enjoyed, um, recently we greeted a Nefesh Benefesh flight. Um, we woke oh. up early to go to the airport and waited at the tarmac for the people on the flight to come off. So we really greeted them. They came off straight off the plane. On Derek Deshaw, we were screaming. We had Bruchim Abba'im signs. We danced with them. Everyone was dancing together. The Chayalot were dancing. The people who lived in, this, um, in Israel were dancing. We were dancing. The people who just moved, they were dancing. It was like the best experience ever just to... I'm so, I'm so glad you mentioned that. You're going to have young ladies in the future who will say they're living in Israel because of Mithlala, I want right? to tell you, the day before we went to Nefesh Benefesh fight, someone came over to me in the dining room. She said, Ms. Yudin, I just want to thank you so much for everything you did and Mithlala and how much you made me. I want you to know I'm living here in Israel, raising my family here because of my experience on Mithlala. So I thank you from the bottom of my heart. I'm like, that is awesome. We're going to Nefesh Benefesh. So That's it was really amazing. very, very special. Um, how many years are you in Israel? You, you made we Aliyah. We made Aliyah 10 years ago now, thank God. And probably because of Michalak, because it got too hard to leave every summer. Seriously? I think so. In I other think words, it was like we came it, every you summer. You did it sort of in a long distance manner. We did it long distance. I was teaching in SKA. My husband was in MTA and DRS. And we, we were living in Far Rockaway. And then it just got harder and harder to leave. And then we made the leap. Amazing. Thank I'll God. Really amazing. So many of these experiences lead to Aliyah. They lead to the future of the Jewish people being in the state of Israel, which right. we, of course, always we always emphasize. It's really remarkable. Okay, so say it again. Sorry. Should we have some, one of them tell us about the learning okay. experience? Yeah, I'd them? like one of these young ladies, yeah. if you don't mind, <laughs> to discuss the intensive learning program because it's not unusual to yeah. see your students in the Beit Midrash at night yeah, and a lot, doing a lot of extra work and, of course, doing the regular classes. Will it be uh, Racheli Khani or Rifka who's going to do this? Who's going to speak about the... Uh, oh, boy. Ooh, they're getting closer. <laughs> I'm told, by the way, that uh, the Chasson the is a Kolel Madrid who's an alum of TJJ. His name is David Sperber. David Sperber is the uh, is the Chasson. So we say Mazal Tov to him 
from all of us here at JMN. Do you want to designate one of these young ladies to say he a word about it? What I really, what I really enjoy about the learning is that we all chose to be here. We all chose to learn. We like. We, The problem is we have the Hassan and Kahlo right, yeah, right, right, right next to us. That's the problem. You know, in the world of radio, we call that poor planet. Seriously, you know seriously. Why not? <laughs> you know what the irony is? They said to us, even when the celebration's going on, you can continue doing the yeah, show. Yeah, wow. Well, look at how they clap themselves right here. So nice. All right, we're going to try this one more time. <laughs> Rifka of Chicago, yeah. Illinois. Yeah. Give me a word about the Michlela Torah Studies Program. What I really like about the Mechala Torah Studies is that every girl that is here and in the Beit Medrash, everyone chose to be there. We all chose to make our summer meaningful. We all wanted to be here. And by wanting to be here, it just makes the learning so much like more meaningful and better. Like We're not, we're not learning for a test. We're not learning to memorize. We're learning out of choice. We're learning because we want to grow. We want to make our summer better. We want to become better. And, and there are girls that choose like at, at, at night to go to the Beit Medrash. Like, Having, making the choice to learn makes the learning so much more. No question about it. Look, so that's what, you know, we joke at all, you know, about the extracurricular activities right. being more fun, but the reality is that they're spending at least, what, it's hours so and hours a day doing this? They so. are. It's so balanced. There's right. so much other, so many other things, but it's, it's beautiful. You walk around. Sometimes I walk around the building. You see chaburas of girls and magical learning all over on the floor. It's the most beautiful thing because girls really get attached to it and they don't always have that in school when you yeah, have the stress of everything else in test. We remember seeing it up close when yes. we visited Michalala last yes. year. Mrs. Yes. Rifka Yudin directs Michalala and brings these amazing young ladies Incredible. to meet us and our audience Incredible. each year. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Continue Hatzlacha. Enjoy. Great to enjoy Shabbos Nachamu. I'm sure it'll be remarkable at Michalala at Shabbos Nachamu. We're celebrating here at NCSY Kolel. We are celebrating because there's a chassan in the house. <laughs> a reminder, this coming Sunday we'll be broadcasting from Cab Hask. This coming Sunday we broadcast from Cab Hask as they kick off an important Sunday and Monday. We'll give you all the details. We'll be there starting at 10 a.m. Eastern, one hour after JM Sunday here at the Nahum Segal Network. Make sure to be tuned in. Camp Hask, it'll dominate our programming Sunday and Monday here at JM in the AM. Special shout-out again to Rabbi Goldfisher and everybody at TJJ celebrating their 20th anniversary. How amazing is that? I am being bombarded by what I uh, believe are uh, Kolel participants, Kolel students who moments ago...
We're celebrating with a gentleman named David Sperber. Gentlemen, were you celebrating with David Sperber moments ago? We were, we were, yeah. I don't know if you've heard the news. David Sperber's a husson. Have you heard the news? Yeah, we did hear the news. You did hear the news. Yeah. And hence the dancing and the celebratory atmosphere at Kolel. Yeah. You thought it's because Thursday night Mishmar, Erev Shabbos Nachamu, but you had this added component tonight that was so exciting. No, it's almost every night here, actually. Oh, it's almost <laughs> <laughs> You're breaking into song every night for some yeah. reason. Are you Ami, Aaron, or Moshe? I'm Aaron. You're Aaron. Aaron Kraut of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Why would a young man from the steel town of Pittsburgh find it a good idea to come to Beit Meir and spend his summer at NCSY Colwell? Um, I was looking to grow a lot in Torah, and also I like to play ball. I'm a big baller. So, Where do you spend your year? During what, the year, you mean in Pittsburgh, Kill Academy of Pittsburgh. Oh, very nice. Nice Jewish school. Yes, very nice. Great. And what is it? Squirrel Hill, the neighborhood. Squirrel Hill, Squirrel. My dad runs the school, so. Oh, very nice. And uh, where would you spend your summer? Typically, you'd be in some day camp or sleepaway camp somewhere. Yeah, probably a counselor to day camp. And in this case, you said, "I'm coming to Kolel." I did. I'm going to enhance my summer. I'm going to enhance it. Yes. In an amazing way. Incredible way. How's it gone so far? It's going amazing. It's it's incredible. What's the day like here? Is it a good balance of the? Of the Torah, the Teolim, the sports, etc. Would you say it's a good balance, or would you like me to speak to our benefits about it, accommodating you a little better? No, what it's fine. He's doing a great job. It's, it's working awesome. out well? Yeah, he's doing amazing. The schedule suits you? Yeah, it's an awesome schedule. You'll Perfect. go back to Pittsburgh and say what about this summer? I'll say it was the best summer ever. Simple as that, huh? Um, Ami, Mashiach. Yeah, it's me. I've never interviewed <laughs> Mashiach before. <laughs> Neither have I. <laughs> uh, nice to see you. Ami is from Chicago, Illinois. I am. Uh, are there other Chicago participants in Kolel this year? There are. There are campers and there are madrichim. How has the word about Kolel gotten all the way to Illinois? Um, I guess they're really good at recruiting, but um, my uh, <laughs> my brother's friend actually came here last year as a madrich, and he recommended it to me. Right. What have you enjoyed so far this summer? Any um, big highlights that I should know about? Has there been a special Shabbos or any other type of experience that stands out for you? Um, actually, I'm in Rabbi Benefits' Nightshader, um, which is actually super interesting. He's a great speaker, and uh, he's actually inspired me so much. Well, we're big fans of his. I believe you 100%, Frank. <laughs> I don't even think you're exaggerating, even though he's sitting right here. And Moshe Lowe is here from Highland Park, New Jersey. Moshe, how are you? Fantastic. How did you hear about this Colel program that Rabbi Benefits is running all the way here, 6,000 miles from Highland Park, New Jersey? My brother came here three summers and two summers ago, and a lot of um, kids in the school that I'm in, MTA, who are juniors, came back for a second year, and they told me that I have to come. <laughs> they forced you, huh? <laughs> Basically. Uh, any highlights for you so far? What can you tell us? Uh, you know, what's been ex aside from tonight's big celebration with Huss and David Sperber, which was quite spirited, you'd have to admit, right? It was it quite was, a spirit. Besides that, any other highlights that you'd like to point out this I summer? I mean, really, everything is a highlight, but, like, some of the best stuff are just, like, the Chaburas with our Majichim and, like, the amazing Tulim that we go on. Give me an example of one of those Tulim. Give me a trip that was really outstanding. Nachal Darja. It was this crazy hike, and it was probably, like, the most intense thing, but one of the best things that I've ever done. Kids from New Jersey like to hike? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't always lived in New Jersey, but, yeah, we do. <laughs> Well, it sounds like you're having a great time. Are you aware of what's happening tomorrow? There's a uh, wonderful Shabbos Nachamu planned for you gentlemen. Yeah. Have you been told about it? 
yeah, yeah, none yeah. of it's a surprise. You've been given details. No, Rabbi Benevitz takes like 22 minutes to speak, give <laughs> announcements, so we definitely know about it. <laughs> so you've, you, you've heard all of it at this point. Yeah, yeah. So are you anticipating a nice Shabbos? Hopefully, yeah, definitely. Should be great. Have you been to Tzfat before? No. This is the first time? First time. All right, come on. Tzfat for the first time, it's got to be something amazing. Yes, yeah, it's going to be incredible. What yeah. do you say? It's going to be awesome. It's a three-day deal. It's the first one. Uh, I mean, I was here last year. They didn't do nothing like this. It was crazy. Really? Yeah. There's been an upgrade since last summer. Definitely been an upgrade. <laughs> There's actually going to be AC this time. Rabbi Benevitz <laughs> is on the hot seat, and he's not even in this conversation. How do you like that? <laughs> anyway, uh, last question. I'd love for each of you to address it if possible. There are students here, uh, there are, and we've been concentrating on this because I think it's amazing. There are, there are campers here in NCSY Kolel who do not have a yeshiva background. Who have not been, uh, you know, can, can you believe, because I sometimes find it hard to believe, that public school kids of your age would want to come to a program like this? I find it inspirational that they work hard, like, every day, and it's very hard for them. They don't have that background. They come and learn every day in the base measures. It, it helps me out even with my learning. Very cool. What do you say about it? Um, well, my Rebbe last year told me to always come out of my comfort zone, and uh, as hard as it was, I did it, so um, I understand how uh, hard it is for these kids to do that and come out of your comfort zone and actually try something that they never uh, even experienced before anything like this in their life. So I, I am truly inspired by them also. Very nice. I, I was wondering whether you guys noticed all this, and uh, what would you say about it? I mean, these kids are like the most special kids on Kolo. I mean, like just to like see two of them put on Tefillin for the first time. That was nice, Like huh? their own pair. And then like there was one Friday we came back from Yushalayim, and one of the kids, Jason, had bought a Tefillin marker to repaint like his entire, like all the straps. And I walked into the basement just and I saw that. And I sat down next to him and we talked for like 20 minutes just about like why he liked Tefillin. And like it's really amazing to see. Amazing is right. Uh, Ami, Aaron, Moshe, thank you. Thank you. you have a whole thank audience you. here. They're admiring, <laughs> they're admiring the fact that you're representing Kolel so well. Yeah. So yeah. Congratulations. Thanks thank so much for so joining us. Thank you so much. Enjoy Shabbos Nachamu. There thank they you. are representing different areas of the United States. Here at Kolel, um, pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. JM in the AM, as we start to wrap things up, right? Benevitz helped kick things off many hours ago. <laughs> A long, long time ago here during this Friday morning, JM in the AM. And he helps us close things out here. By the way, I, I see some future Madrikim sitting here moments that ago. That could be. That could be. A good Did, training ground. Weren't you a little, I don't know, inspired or I don't want to say surprised. That wouldn't be fair. But weren't you happy that that was their answer to the question of, of interacting with public school youth oh during gosh. the summer? It's so unbelievably special when that happens. And, and it's the type of gift that works so well on both sides. You, you can't figure out who's gaining more and who's giving more. And it's just reciprocal in the most magical of ways. Tell me uh, about the background of this Hassan. How, how many years was he with... Uh with uh, NCSY, I know that he's a TJJ grad, He grew up grad, in NCSY, right? actually in New Jersey, correct, and literally in the seat that you're sitting in. This is where we had our shiurim that summer for TJJ ambassadors. Walked in with a bus full of other of his peers, 2012, that summer, into this base medrash, right in this area where we're sitting right now. Uh, we sat and we learned together, and he never left. Uh, you know, there were some breaks in between. He spent some summers back home after that, uh, made his way to yeshiva in Israel, and then, uh, and then came to join us as a staff member. So he and his future wife will be building, Bezrat Hashem, a Jewish home. That all is, because uh, of this. All because of... Listen, you know. all because of them and all because of the one above and all because right. of a lot of things. But uh, it's, uh, it's exciting that we've been the host of so many monumental moments in his journey, including that first day walking in as a member of TJJ Ambassadors, including the time that he was able to give back. He's one of the first ones to always run when those TJJ 
young men come into the base measures to welcome them and to give them a little bit of a knowing smile and look. And he knows what they're going let through. Them huh? know, let them know how it's going to end out up and, and what they can do. And, and obviously tonight, for us to be able to welcome just hours after his getting engaged, him and his colleague here, it's... Uh, there's no, no greater joy for us and no greater example for all of our NCS Wires. Did you hear how this summer is a big upgrade from last summer? You heard I about did it? hear that. I did hear that. <laughs> They're getting ready for a big teal tomorrow. Uh, it's going to be amazing. Heading up north to Tzvat, and as you said, spending Shabbos with some real personalities. That would yes. be a favorable way to put it, sure. right? Some real Jewish personalities. Sure. Filling the, what did you say, the Breslov Shul base measures? What did you say? Yes, we'll be in the Breslov base measures for our Tish tomorrow night. Right. We'll be in this uh, massive room with the great Motzei Shabbos Nachamu concert with Simply Tzvat. Right. It's going to be uh, it's going to be a wild party. What you saw tonight, just continuing and bringing it up to Tzvat, which is the place where it belongs. And, you know, for this audience, why don't we spend a minute just saying that music has a big role in all of this. We know that this is Torah-based, obviously, and that you have the distinction of being at the epicenter of the NCSY summer programs, especially the ones that are in Israel, because of the Torah. But Jewish music really has a big role in all of this, and that should be acknowledged. It's one of the reasons why you're being here and being a part of it is so special, because I don't know of a bigger champion of Jewish music and the role it plays in all of our lives, but there is a, a spirit that is beneath all of this, and that's always been what NCSY is about. And whether it's a Shabbaton or a Kumzitz in the Dark, or a base medrash like this, where we've seen people learning throughout the night and studying traditional texts in a traditional way, and that own form of music, we call that a shira, we call that its own form of song. When you tap into that spirit, and we express that spirit through the singing and the dancing. Look, that's been what's made NCSY special for right, over 60 true. years, and it's such a big part of what we do. We're not NCSY Colo by accident. Uh, we're NCSY through and through with the people that we attract, with the accommodations that we make, uh, with the thrills that we have, and with the spirit and the music that we have all the time. I want to, I want to introduce you to somebody. Yes. I want to introduce uh, you to somebody who's, who's actually familiar to my audience because we've spoken about him on more than one occasion, trust me. Uh, to your left is Tyler Hode. Uh, Tyler has a lot of distinctions out there. I know you probably would, would you know, trumpet the fact that he's very well versed in Torah and spends sure. a lot. I can imagine how many hours he's here in the base medrash. I would probably concentrate on the fact that he is one of the most amazing role models for Jewish youth. I have told him, because he's one of the stars of the Yeshiva University basketball team, I have told him that in my opinion, he might get more done as a Jewish leader by being a great starting point guard with a national presence than what he might be able to do in the base measures. I don't know if you agree with me, but I believe my it, point it, of view in this case is worthwhile. It's the way it comes together. That's unbelievable. And I'll tell you something. I'll surprise you a little bit. I met Tyler neither on the court nor at NCSY Kolel. I had the distinct pleasure of learning with Tyler and Yeshivat Reish at Yerushalayim and seeing the way that his tenacity, uh, the, his desire to grow, his desire to learn, all of the ingredients that make him the leader he is on the court and make all of us so incredibly proud of him. I saw him apply all of that in a base medrash. To watch him play on the court is special. To watch him apply himself in a base medrash is even more special. And his Talmidim, all the NCS wires that look up at him and follow him, both on the court and in the base medrash, they're the, they're the winners in it. Tyler, is, is it more fun to break down a defense or break down the Gemara and Rashi? <laughs> come on. I mean, come on. Tell the crowd that breaking down the defense is, is just as much of a challenge. Come on. <laughs> yeah, both very Yeah, definitely. Both, both very challenging. Uh, without a doubt, though, uh, a little more chashivas and uh, I get more of a, a geschmack feeling when I learn with the kids here. This is awesome. And also on the ball, ball court here. 
you know, both ways. It's, it's amazing. Do you, know, do you know that his team, and plenty has been said, and I am a, a first-hand witness for decades, plenty has been said about the Yeshiva University basketball team. Good, bad, positive, negative. Do you know that his team is studying Torah 15 minutes before each game I, in the I locker room? I do know. I do know. I mean, that's pretty... That's pretty cool. It's amazing. It's I mean, absolutely amazing. You know, and then and then my kids and other kids again, I believe, have an amazing role model, and he he's been able to accomplish so much in just you know representing the Jewish people really well. Hit, hit him and his teammates, I should say. Yes, it's a very special group. You know what I have to, what I have to say about your team. It's a very special group that take their role of absolutely. of being Jewish role models very very seriously. Absolutely. Each on its own on their own level. So Tyler, great to see you here. Are you here for the entire summer in Nsycola? Yeah. Here for the entire six a weeks as a Madrid. Yeah, first time I drink. Last year I was sports staff, and uh, it's a great opportunity. <laughs> so from sports staff to my drink, that's the title of his book years <laughs> from now. Uh, and, and someone like Tyler, the regular Shurim he's responsible for, or specific sure. kids he's responsible for, has, everyone's both. got their assignments. That's right. All the Madrichim have a group of five or six boys that they learn with on a regular basis. They prepare for months. It's spectacular what they're able to put together and how they're able to make the material relatable to the NCS wires in such a phenomenal way Man. and look when you have that type of personal example in front of you it inspires you and it makes you want to do more and it makes you want to play in a certain way and it makes you want to learn in a certain way it makes you want to live your life in a certain way and that's what we're all about and they all want to be as good on the court as he is they wouldn't mind right. they wouldn't mind Tyler continued Hatzlacha to you seriously you know we Thank wish you, you the best yeah. our family loves you and you know it uh, love Rep you guys also Thank, Thank you. you very much right Benevitz this has been amazing I come in here every time we're here wondering what this show is going to be like, and I leave with the biggest smile because you give us an update about Jewish leadership and Jewish youth, which is so just so wonderful. So the thank you so much. The future is very bright, and it's amazing that you're a part of it. We can't wait to have you back again. Thank you very much. Uh, that, we'll start wrapping things up. We have a theme. We have a theme. It's time to say good Shabbos, and we've got to get it on the air and start wrapping things up. It is an Erev Shabbos Nachamu at JM in the AM. And everybody out there, I hope you've enjoyed this amazing visit um, with Rabbi Benevitz and everybody at Colwell, and of course all the other leaders that we've met, leaders and teens uh, who are part of all the variety of programs that NCSY offers each summer. No joke when I say that David Cutler has announced that pre-registration for NCSY summer programs has already begun. Parents, take advantage. It's better to be early than late, that's for sure. Time to take a Shabbos with Journeys at JM in the AM.
Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web and AlchemSegal.com on the AlchemSegal Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. With a big reminder, this coming Sunday we are up at Camp Hask. That's right. This coming Sunday up at Camp Hask, we'd like to give a shout-out to a camper or to a counselor or a staff member up at Hask. Send us an email and make sure to include in the subject line Hask shout out also don't forget that uh, harry rothenberg's video blog and his partners in torah uh, dvar torah is uh, going to be part of our program on friday continues to be part of our program on friday 1 p.m eastern time uh, on the nachem siegel network we of course have our kedem presentation of the arab shabbos music mix and plenty more coming up all through the day on this arab shabbos nachamu mat is sunday morning with jm sunday and then we go to hask 10 a.m eastern time for what will be a sunday and monday broadcast up at Camp Hass. Big thank you to Avrami, big thank you to Yoni, big thank you to Miriam Alwalek, and a big thank you to all of you for tuning in from NCSY Kolel on a Friday morning, Erev Shabbos, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future. <laughs>